Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 111. 111. 121. <laughs> Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me tonight is Michael Pishinari. Yo, what's uh, cracking? Uh, nothing much, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off there. Oh, that's all good. And here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. That was a disappointing opening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what's cracking. Just let a everyone cold know, beer. Uh, yeah, Bolter XBA is very bad at replacing your own dialogue, so don't do it. <laughs> Let's see how Coke Zero does. It's got no sugar. Oh! See, now that's a crisp, refreshing... Psst. That was good. It's like saying, psst, refreshment. <laughs> Drink me up. We don't need to advertise for the Coca-Cola company. Yeah. They've got enough money. <laughs> yeah, so they can give us yeah. some. Yeah. Let's give the advertising to RC Cola. Yeah. <laughs> Still fighting the good fight after all these years. And new RC Cola Zero. <laughs> it was RC Maxi Ice, and it was pretty good. Oh, was it? <laughs> so it was very prominently featured in our cheapskate household. <laughs> Lovely. Yes, you're joining us for The Simpsons Index. This is a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Starting out tonight, we watched an episode from the HD era. This was Season 24, Episode 6, A Tree Grows in Springfield. First released in November of 2012, it was directed by Timothy Bailey, not the weatherman. And oh, was... good. I was worried for a second. <laughs> <laughs> they let any old Australian weatherman direct a Simpsons episode now. <laughs> and written by Stephanie Gillis. In this episode, um, a lot. <laughs> and yet so little. <laughs> Homer loves his iPad and his iPad gets destroyed and then the word hope appears in sap on a tree and... Yeah. Guys, what do you think? <laughs> There's a reason I chose to start drinking at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. Look, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Just by virtue of being a HD era episode. No, I, will yeah. say, I will say this one started pretty well. I got some laughs at the beginning and then it just took a nosedive and man. Yeah, right about when the tree came. Yeah. Yeah, I think this podcast has built up my tolerance for handling <laughs> modern Simpsons oh, oh yeah, episodes. Because now I'm actually like, huh, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is with modern Simpsons episodes and like ruining like five different premises in mm. one episode or just cramming it all in. But yeah, that's yeah. exactly what we got. This was a crammed episode. And yet nothing, nothing in it. Yeah. Nothing happens. And they had to like trim down the beginning and the end. Yeah, to make way for a long intro and a fucking long ass outro, mm. which... Fuck it, let's peel that band-aid right off. I'm going to say the moment of this episode that stood out to me for worse was this ending outro, Logorama. What about you? How did, what did what'd you guys think of this? Just what and why the fuck? Yeah. Why did anyone feel compelled to write and make this? I guess someone wanted to do something with all the various brands they've invented in The Simpsons over the years, but even then, what? I just you just left there flabbergasted as to why this even exists. But even then, like doing something like creative and different... All they did was rip off King Kong anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and why is it being played to that Samore? Like, yeah. why not, I don't know, something remotely advertising-based, like Money for Nothing or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool. That's a much better song. <laughs> they must have not been able to get the rights. I suppose, but still, it's just, yeah. And the cute little love story that they try to tell in this of, yeah, the happy little elf who's got the thing for the Malibu Stacy, but then, oh, the burly paper towel guy. Yep. You know, I guess this is kind of fun because they are playing with Simpsons past advertisements. and Yeah, there's some Easter eggs in there. Yeah. Know. Yeah, that's, that's always nice. Yeah, and 
you know, like when the burly man shows his true colours, I like that he wraps himself up in his paper towels and then like waddles away when yeah, giant Fungzo Kong comes and ruins everything. For softness and protection, yeah. Yeah. And absorbency. But also as to why this is here, uh, in my research I found out that they're doing this based on a French animated short film, mm-hmm. also called Logorama. They use apparently over 2,500 known advertisements in their little little animated short. Interesting. Good, I guess. One thing I wanted to check, though, was the soundtrack, because, yeah, why that's Amore? And in the original Logorama, no, that's Amore doesn't appear. Another Dean Martin song does, but... Yeah, it's just, like, did they mix but, up French and Italian? <laughs> like, but even, okay, so this French animated film came out. Was mm-hmm. it a big deal? Was it popular? At one Prix Kodak at the 2009 Cannes Film Festival. I was about to say it went to oh, Cannes, wow. didn't it? Yes. And, all right. I should have seen this then, <laughs> for yeah. sure. It did win Academy Award for Best Animated Short Film, but... Are they that dry for material, the writers of The Simpsons, now that they're going to French animated films? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just so bizarre. Yeah, again, there's a Venn diagram with a very little crossover. People still watching The Simpsons, people aware of French short animated films. <laughs> Well, I think Simpsons do these, like, weird outros and, like, extended couch gags for the YouTube Yeah, which views. is fine. But even then, it's just, why is this here? It doesn't... Your episode is not so full that you needed the time. And your episode has nothing to do with advertisements. Just, like... Ah, it's just, yeah. And the transition into it as well made no sense. Mm. Oh, it was just hard cut. Okay, we're done with episode now. <laughs> it was yeah. about as worse as that cut at the start of the episode mm. that we were talking about, that really awkward transition. Yeah, but yeah, just uh, my last thing on Logorama. Yeah, now Simpsons have shown that they've got a trend for telling little stories about elves who are uh, falling in love with hot, tall blondes. And mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I think this one was still a better love story than Disenchantment. <laughs> hey, updated memes, yeah. Yep. So how about you, BT? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? Uh, I'm going to go with a quick positive and quick negative. I like how Homer has a basically an old-timey translator on his MyPad for uh, mm. Mr. Burns's old language. That got a good laugh and a little bit back and forth there. But the main thing is really going to be the iPad breaks and then it's just okay like now what this has been the entire episode up to this point i have no idea where we're going from here and we're about midway through it's like yeah we're only now just getting to the actual crux of the it's weird because homer has no hope and then he gets the ipad and he's happy and then he loses that so then he loses hope and then we then we get to this kind of theme of the miracle and getting hope again. It's like, but you could have done that straight away without the whole MyPad stuff, even though that's where all the best jokes are. I don't know. It was just weird pacing. You're sitting there going like, what is this episode about? What's going on, guys? We are literally halfway. No, it was one where I was like, in this episode, oh God, I, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's think we spend 10 minutes on what is effectively a throwaway. Yeah. And yeah, it's just odd. Yeah, they've done that like first act fuck you thing, except yeah, half a show. Yeah. That's what I mean about this episode feeling crammed is it's just got so many moving things and they don't feel like they interlock. Like Homer's lack of hope at the start doesn't feel like it was tied in with the MyPad stuff. Yeah, Homer's kind of prolonged dream sequence at the beginning, which is again was pretty funny. Uh, he's just out on the hammock. Well, welcome to the World Series dream. Homer Simpson at bat now. Wonder if he can shed that anxiety he had from that not studying for the SATs dream he just had a minute ago. Yeah. That was a good joke. And then everything's food. And there were some fun parts in that. But then, you know, it starts to rain. So then he goes inside and it's like the house is leaking. Okay, this is going to be the plot. The house is leaking. Then they need money. Nope. Nothing to do with that. Yeah. 
him having a shitty time. It's just, uh, and he's also bitching life and then uh, fucking fix your house, man. It's falling apart. <laughs> he doesn't do anything about it anyway. No. He just fucks off to the bar. Mm-hmm. So what's he got to be sad about? Yeah. Why are we feeling sorry for this guy? He's not depressed because like he can't fix the house like yeah. fast enough before something new goes wrong with it. Yeah, he's all, oh, life is so hard. It's like, dude, you woke up in a hammock, your house was leaking, so you went to a bar. Yeah. That you like. These are things you wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Like, there are plenty of things wrong with Homer's life that he could go on about. They've done it before where he's felt, you know, stuck in a dead-end job and can't get anywhere. And yeah, the house would be... The house leaking would be a huge financial cost that now he can't do anything fun with. There's something to be mined there, and they just went somewhere else instead. They just did not set it up properly. They've done, like, what, 600 episodes and they couldn't get something as simple as, like, just showing that, yeah, like you said, Homer being unhappy with his mm. life. Something they've done a million times before. Yeah, even that you can keep the same beginning and just have him go, ah, oh, I've been working hard all week, time to relax in my hammock. And then it starts raining, he's like, well, that's that guy. And then goes inside and the right roof is leaking. He's like, now he can't even have fun inside. Maybe mm. the power dies and he's like... You know what's funny? Everything you need to do to fix the story, you've got to get rid of the bits of the episode that were working. I know. You've got to get rid of the fun jokes like the dream sequences. and the, yeah. Yeah. What if yeah. the dream sequence, though, revealed something about Homer's character? Yeah. Like something yeah. that he's got that's some underlying him. problems and is, you know, just bummed out. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. If even his dreams are hopeless, if he, like, is the loser in his own dreams, that yeah. would be something to say, yeah, he's having a tough time. In fact, instead of mentioning the anxiety during the SATs, Show that, have that be the joke, and be like, "Oh man, I can't even relax in my dreams." Yeah, yeah. There. There, there could have been Better some. Episode. There could have been some like sort of pressure that he was dealing with financial anxieties to do with issues that they've been having with the family that could mm-hmm. have been creeping through the dream while yep. he was yeah. having this really positive dream. Yep. Yeah, at least then straight away you would have had us like know. Yeah, then the dream would have served at. a purpose narratively instead of just being some yeah. semi decent jokes. But but the problem yeah. is like because the dream sequence went as long as it did, and it's the same reason dreams aren't fun to listen to because <laughs> it is just weird, trippy, unconnected shit that mm-hmm. your brain has a trouble just grasping onto, and that's kind of what went wrong with this. Because yeah, usually dreams depicted in TV shows will be having things that relate to the story otherwise whereas this one i think had too much of that trippy shit going on even though like yeah led to some funny jokes and cool animation stuff but yeah yeah well think about that one where uh they need money and homer's having that dream it's like well you've invented this wonderful thing that everyone now owns and you made you millions of dollars and fits in your hands like can i have a look at that well why would you need to look at it you invented it (laughs) yeah Yeah. and that dream didn't like carry on with oh and then the room flooded and now the table's an octopus and then and that's another problem i have like the narrator is saying all the weird trippy shit that's happening and it's like fucking shut up how about you michael what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse i don't know if it was so much the episode but watching the episode there was that moment when i just (laughs) yelled out where the fuck is this going and you guys just started laughing i thought that was great because we were thinking it (laughs) yeah because when the hope tree came into it i was like oh my god because i was so annoyed that the episode wasn't just sticking with the whole iPad issue because I actually it was enjoying that first part mm. with the iPad because yeah. I felt like it was building towards something with Homer overusing the iPad and like neglecting his kids. Like it was fast forwarding over stuff that could have been done better. But I, I felt like it was building up to something. And then when the hope tree came in, I was like, fuck. Yeah, and then you realize, oh, we're on something completely different now, aren't we? Yeah, and I'm like, the first 10 minutes that mm-hmm. I spent watching this episode... 
just down the drain. And the way that Flanders like interjects himself into the story as well, like really feels like they're making you trying to convince you as the audience that he's the one who's making hope appear on the tree. Yeah, which wouldn't fit Flanders because he wouldn't lie about a miracle. No, that's right. And yeah, what do you guys think about yeah the twist at the end? Oh, Homer's doing it in his sleep. That's bullshit. He would not walk out to a tree and write hope in sap. Mm. That would be so many times removed from his own thought process. He would just go down to the kitchen and just eat the maple syrup from the fridge. Yeah, that's what that's what he would do. Why would he go write hope? Because oh, I subconsciously know I need hope. Like, fuck off. Yeah, it, it would have made more sense if Flanders did it. Would have made honest. more sense outside of the fact that yeah, he would be lying about a miracle, which he wouldn't do. Just ah, make it Marge. It yeah, yeah. Make it Marge. Or Bart playing a prank on him or something. Fucking yeah. Anyone would have made more sense than Homer. Yeah. Yeah, like he meant to write dope, but he got the D <laughs> wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the fine sap uh, calligraphy <laughs> on the word dope. <laughs> this doesn't hold any water for me. And also, like, you don't feel for Homer because he's essentially getting depressed about nothing. And, mm-hmm. like, he won something really cool that he then lost. And You know what? A better way to do it, again, would be he's spending so much time on his iPad, then he gets the bill for it and it costs him a fortune. It's like, here's the thing, you, the one thing you've been enjoying, and now it's costing you heaps. Yeah. And he has to give it up rather than just have it break because he fell down a man hole cover and there was an alligator with a Christmas tag that says to Bart from Homer on it and he knows the alligator personally. Yeah, because then the alligator appears in the hospital in the next scene. Fucking hell. Yeah, and I, was, I got a kind of what the fuck kind of laugh out of it but at the same time I'm like, wait, no, really, what the fuck? Yeah, but the problem with that is that they would be ripping themselves off because they did have an episode in like season 20 where Lisa gets like an iPhone or something mm-hmm. or a my phone and then she gets an astronomical bill from Mapple and then she has to go see Steve Mobs in his underwater fucking cavern. Ugh, all this palporting Apple shit as well. My God. I do kind of like my pad to be fair, like my pad and my phone. At least it palports well. But Mapple. Yeah, Mapple is stupid. That's just lazy. A rock star called the iFruit. I yeah. fruit, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> GTA 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. All right, so how many times before tonight have you seen this episode? I have never seen this. Uh, zero. Yeah, this is only like my second or third time watching this one. It's uh, this is a tremendous piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but third time, Elliot? Why do you torture yourself <laughs> like that? Because someone has to. Yeah. <laughs> He's not the hero we deserve, but it's the one we need. <laughs> now, look, look, I was watching the HD episodes like on repeat like in seasons like 20 to 22 but then like after that that's when like the quality dipped again and like mm-hmm. i'd only watch them the obligatory once <laughs> go that was shit i probably won't have to watch that again for a podcast oh, uh, little did you know 111 episodes later with 111 to go mm. so how about the wackiness of this episode what were some of the cartoony things that stood out to you Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, on a positive, Willie's chaps are just ripped pants. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah, they um, had Willie explaining the joke, which I'm not normally a fan of, but, you know, angry Willie delivering uh, material. And again, it was quick. Even if you didn't like it, it was over so fast, it didn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't this long drawn out of, these are chaps, my pants have ripped. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Or like in the beginning where it was like, wear food as well. I'm a pretzel and my wife's a pork chop and our kids are drumsticks. How did that happen? Stop. Aren't James wacky everywhere? Yes, they are. <laughs> Any other wacky things? That moment when uh, Homer was driving 
Yeah. And, it, yeah. and he was like hitting people and shit. And then it turns out he's actually playing an app called Distracted Driver. <laughs> I thought that was actually yeah. pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that I was got so a good. good. Laugh out of that. Again, I thought that was going to be the plot point of him. He crashes or something. And then mm. that's where we go from here. But no, it's a good misdirect. I did like that. Yeah, especially like he's playing Angry Birds. And then they were just at their accountants. And then he doubles down on that mustache joke, which <sighs> yeah, was lame it- to begin with. It got as much ground as it was going to get where Marge is like, I always thought the Pringles guy had such honest eyes. Yeah. Which is like kind of funny, kind of sweet. And At least she had a line that wasn't just fucking exposition. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Homer, the home is leaking <laughs> water everywhere. <laughs> like uh. The idea of replacing all exposition dialogue with just staggered, broken English <laughs> yeah. that's just stating facts. Water leak house, you yeah. fail husband. Hmm, <laughs> going to bar now. Upset forever. <laughs> Disappointed! <laughs> Homer, you're sad. Why? <laughs> Why sad, Holmes? I do like Mo's line of, geez, Homer, when you're here alone, I can really smell you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you weren't th- expecting that line to go that place. No, not at all. <laughs> the girl who regretted her tattoo. Yes. <laughs> oh, excellent sign gag joke. Uh, there's a dumb uh. bit where Homer just attacks the fire like a caveman who doesn't know what fire is. Oh, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Oh, Marge, it's not like we're caveman. but I'm a caveman now. Oh, maybe I'm going to the fire. Yeah, stupid <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> I don't know how the writer team assembled these ideas and, Mm. like, why any of these choices? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It's just. And yeah, this was a Stephanie Gillis episode who (laughs) I've got my criticisms of. The wife of Al Jean as well. Oh, wow. Stephanie Gillis. Really? If you ever want to be on the podcast, we'll have you on. That explains a lot. (laughs) It does. You look at her oeuvre, they're all terrible. You've been throwing that word around a lot lately, and I'm wondering where you picked it up. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. The weirdest thing is that word just reminds me of the French word for eggs. Omelette. Wait, there's omelette. <laughs> All I know of French Oof. is omelette du flamage from, uh, <laughs> from Dex's laboratory. <laughs> I know how to order a cheese omelette now. So. Nice. <laughs> okay, how about the super dark blinking you'll miss it moment where during the silent auction, you can win a spaghetti dinner with the Van Outens. It's mm. got a photo of their spaghetti dinner going crazy. And in the... Side of that shot is Milhouse taking a knife to his own wrist. Really? Oh, yep. What? <laughs> like, Holy shit. It's like I said, blinking you'll miss it. So I only had enough time to go, wait, is that what? And then it was gone. Yeah. The Van Outens are fighting and Milhouse is in the corner with like what looks like a butter knife, to be fair. But it's it's aimed very directly. Jesus, tap dancing Christ. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's dark. Oh, yeah. They thought we would notice. I noticed. Ah, uh, the fucking auction itself with Skinner on his, on his hobby horse and... All that material. Stop talking like that so we can go home. Blair. It just felt like filler. This is an episode that is 100% filler. Yeah. And some of it is okay filler, but it's still just all styrofoam peanuts and no contents. Yeah. And even at that raffle, the joke about, oh, I don't like silent auctions. They encourage hovering. And it's like, that's a funny enough joke, but then they do the whole extended Reverend Lovejoy outbidding everyone. (laughs) so how about the heart of this episode did you guys feel the bumps they do throw it all in the end at least i think they got it at least they phrased it correctly where marge is like actually no they could have done better marge is all like all the hopes about what's inside but it's no it should have been more of a you had hope because you had it not because a tree gave it to you Mm. it was within you all along i just hate how like a character says a line like that and then it's like oh boy you're right Marge. everything's fine now oh Cool. I really learned something today. I can just go 180 myself now. 
because I think it was going for the whole, you know, commercialization of uh, something that's meant to be, you know, a very spiritual thing and mm-hmm. not commercialized. And, you know, everyone's wearing the Hope Tree shirts and they've got the Hope Tree hats. But it's like, uh, they just didn't do anything with it. They were just going you know, through the motions. You know, this reminded me of that other episode, the one when they discover an angel. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought that as well. It's, yeah, a very, was, it's still a miracle and they don't try to profit off of it. But I'm just thinking now, better episode, bring that hope thing in way earlier and do Charlotte's Web of it, basically. Yeah. That's at least something. Yeah, and so while this is all going on, you've got this very late show introduction of Kent Brockman's investment in this uh, story. I completely forgot about that. I was yeah, I was I wrote down here like what the fuck was the purpose of the Kent Brockman thing? The thing that I hated most about it is we see the moment where he gets jaded with life and almost for no reason. Yeah, that, yep. that's the origins of his white hair. Yeah. Uh, you could have done that in an episode dedicated to Kent Brockman. Yeah. That and you see it coming a mile and a half off. Like it goes, Oh, I remember when I became disenchanted and it cuts to him at Disney World, like he's gonna see one of the characters without his costume head on. Oh uh, yeah. But and then it takes a further four hours to get to that punchline. <laughs> but like, even, I know <laughs> But even the way it starts, Barney's just like, Oh man, what made you so disenchanted? Yes. And he's like, oh, I remember when I was disenchanted. Yes, yeah, so we're just going to talk like, about it now. Fuck yeah. hell, man. Who the fuck wrote this shit? Oh, well, I know. Who yeah. Stephanie Gillis. What made you so disenchanted? Do you remember? Disenchanted? I <laughs> remember. <laughs> it was exactly 12 years ago. The okay. year was 1985, okay. and I had just discovered there's no tooth fairy. And <laughs> my rough. hair went white for some fucking reason. <laughs> yep. Ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? It felt like the packaging peanuts as episodes of The Simpsons comes in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was buying Simpsons merchandise and getting packaging peanuts. Yeah, like officially licensed Simpsons packaging peanuts. (laughs) Like, (laughs) fuck you. Felt like someone wrote it who doesn't know how to write television, but knows someone like or high is very up. close <laughs> yeah. to someone very high up yeah just uh, like there are some pieces that really could have worked here it's just okay there's no great betrayal in characters but everything just feels so lifeless yeah that is why i'm gonna say it doesn't feel like an episode of the simpsons there's no joy or heart or any mirth or anything fun behind this yeah. it's all just going through motions and some of those motions are funny but you know the, the broken clock is right twice a day i think my big problem with the character integrity in this episode is homer because like we've seen homer down in the dumps before mm. and the family working together to bring him back to life or something yeah and think of uh, my strummer vacation where yeah. you know that that has reason there's, there's reasons for him to be miserable not great ones when you think about it in the grand scheme of things but still Yeah, but in this episode, they don't set up any of that misery to begin with. Mm. And Homer isn't like a super depressed-y sort of person either. Mm. It's the the whole Golden Retriever thing. You know, he might be a selfish uh, as his worst character trait, but he's always been a bit of an optimist. Yeah, I would agree. So having him be depressed, not really for any reason, and Mm. then it, regardless of the tree, it just didn't feel earned. No, not Mm. at all. You can't just write a character to say they're sad a million times and expect the audience to be like, oh, he's sad. Yeah, you can't go, scene one, Homer is sad. It's like, no, you can't just get there. Yeah. Yes or no, would you watch this one again? Fuck no. Nient. No, neither. BT, what would you change? I've already talked so much about the things (laughs) I would change. All right, starting with the beginning, change that dream scene the way we said to be actually reflective of Homer's feelings so it serves a purpose other than a bunch of, here's a bunch of wacky stuff. Mm. Break the iPad to compound Homer's misery, not just have him fall down a manhole. 
bring in the sap way earlier, have it be like a Charlotte's Web thing, because at least that's a parody they've not done before. Yeah. Just have Homer find purpose in giving people hope and then have that dashed, but then realize that he gave people hope even though the miracle was fake, they still felt it, and what they felt was real even if the origin of it was not. The end, better episode by BT Calloway. And how about you, Michael? What would you like to change? I would either pick to do an episode that's wacky over the top about the whole product placement thing, like yeah. a whole animated short about that, but change the whole story and don't make it a rip-off of King Kong. Make it mm-hmm. maybe a rip-off of something a bit fresher or more original. If I was to stick with the whole plot about Homer being disenchanted or whatever, just show the repetition of Homer's life. I feel yeah. like that would be yes. a really easy way to show his misery and disenchantment with life. You just show like a montage of... Yeah, um, his life isn't bad. It's just repetitive. Yeah, it's, it's getting just to repetitive. Him. He wins the iPad, whatever, and he's like, oh my God, yeah. it's so exciting. And a little change is enough to brighten up his day, yeah. But then he ends up overusing it, neglecting everyone. Maybe the whole family kind of concocts some sort of a plan to get Homer to stop using the iPad so much. Simple is sometimes better. Doesn't have to be five million fucking plots in one. No, that's it. And yeah, if you're going to make a story about Homer being dissatisfied, fucking go for it. Don't muddy Mm. the waters with so much of this extra stuff. And yeah, I think maybe you can make the tree work with Marge going, oh, Homer, that tree's still leaking sap. Can you fix that? That can be, yeah, one of the many things he has to fix around the house. And you can just build it much earlier than they did you know what have the roof leaking and it's like quick we need something to seal it at least like well that tree outside's leaking a lot of sap that'll work yeah there boom i just saved you like five seven minutes yeah and you just don't feel for homer especially because in the scene where the house is leaking everyone's doing their part like one of the jokes I liked was Grandpa sealing up with denture cream. Yeah, and it puts a flag in it, it salutes the flag. Yeah. Wait, that part of the joke I didn't understand. I didn't why understand that was it, there. but I kind of just like he threw it in. <laughs> it took half a second, so I don't yeah, really exactly. have a problem it, with it. Again, even if you didn't like it, it was done. Definitely. Oh, remember that bit when Homer fucking threw Bart into the zoo? Oh, yeah, the oh that lion. was a bit wacky. That was, <laughs> that was insane. I do like the cut where he looks over and Bart and the lion are just cuddling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute. And then it eats him. Well, no, like that he takes the picture and then he pulls his iPad down and the lion's licking its lips. I like that. That was mm-hmm. a good misdirect joke. But yeah, again, that Zeus scene was like fairly unnecessary. It was, I guess, showing Homer's detachment with reality as he gets sinks more into the iPad. But then that wasn't the point of the episode. Exactly. exactly. So if we kept focused on that whole detachment from everyone, yeah. then that scene suddenly yeah. makes a lot of sense. If anything, that scene makes Homer a worse person because he's only extracting joy from the iPad, not his great day out at the zoo with his family. Mm. Yeah, where he missed a giraffe birth. Yeah, exactly. Those things are born into the world skydiving. That's a fucked birth, man. <laughs> Just fuck. <laughs> and then it's like oh come on get up on your weird wonky legs now and then they're like oh i hate this gravity bullshit i'm gonna far away from it as possible man grows and grows <laughs> giraffe philosophy yeah <laughs> bt do you have any other notes i do so interesting thing when the sap first shows up this is actually the end of my notes which really shows you a lot about this episode wow. it shows up at maybe the halfway point and i don't write a thing after that but there is a bit where Marge is like, I like how it's written in sap instead of blood. Unlike some miracles I can mention, <laughs> Passover. Just a mild, Jonathan, call it. Jonathan, call it. Passover, the people, 
put sheep's blood above the door. It was not a miracle there. They did it themselves to avoid the angel of death from coming into their house and killing their firstborn son. I mean, read your goddamn text. (laughs) How about you, Michael? Any other notes? Uh, There was also that thing about the awkward transition with Marge that we talked about at the start of the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what happened there? Like Marge was saying, like, oh, Homer, get in. And then it just jumped and Homer went from lying on the hammock to straight away being in the house. That wasn't just that. You heard Marge's voiceover when Homer was still outside yeah. and then it smash cuts to him yeah. being inside and getting yelled at. It's just it's that weird bit where did they not want to animate Marge talking? So they just had half of it being voiceover. As he run- it was, yeah, disorienting. It was weird. Mm. Oh, musical moments. We had a little snippet of Ooh, Ooh Child by the Five Stair Steps. Which is my fucking jam. I love that song. It's but good. they didn't have the good part in it. They just had the, ooh, child, things are going to get easier. They didn't have the someday. Ah, oh, the someday is what you live for. That's where the key changes. Come on. No, it's not. Isn't it? Okay, I'm thinking of the wrong, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Editing by Elliot J. Here to say that BT's right. I don't know what that other Elliot is talking about, but the verses of Ooh, Child are in B flat major, and the choruses are one and a half tones up in the key of D flat major. So it is definitely a key change. Sorry, BT. Back to the show. It's time for my final notes. Now it's time, and now it's time for his final notes. Elliot's final notes. They do another weird doubling up of a joke, which I think undercuts the potential first good joke. Uh, that sounded confusing. Let me explain mm. what I mean. When Santa's little helper eats the shrooms, mm. like, oh, Homer, the roof's leaking, the door's leaking, and there's mushrooms growing up from the carpet. Yeah, and his peels just get wide and he wanders off. Yeah, fine. That's a fine joke. But then later on, they go, oh, and the dog has mumps. It's like yeah. so it was uh, trying to like oh here's another thing that costs a lot of money who knows how it happens like but is this a side effect of him eating shrooms if so I'm worried you fix that by just subbing the cat in for one of these jokes yeah I just uh, it's just made me thought of a good idea as well mm-hmm. it's like yeah. the transition into the logo rama could have mm-hmm. been the acid trip, the mushroom <laughs> trip that Santa's little helper has yeah from the mushrooms yep still would have made more sense. <laughs> Homer in the bar, he has this line of, oh, life keeps beating the hell out of me, and but I can't leave it. Like, what are you trying to say there, Homer? Do you want to fucking skip town because, what, you can't handle your own leaky fucking house? He didn't mean skip town. He meant, you know... Because he said, yeah, I'm an abusive relationship with life. He's been you down, but I just can't bring myself to leave it. It's like, leaving life. That only means one thing. Is it weird that I thought he was going to say, I'm in an abusive relationship with Marge? (laughs) She had just yelled at him in the previous scene. So for a half second, yeah. To fucking help. He'd been sleeping all day. God. Anyway, random drunk guy who we've never seen at the bar before is like, oh, you're drunk, Homer. Oh, this guy's terrible. Oh, but then I'm so much worse. Oh, my ear is leaking. Yeah, just to do the earwax drool joke. Funny. Mm. Edna looked really weird in this episode. The voice was off a little bit too. Yeah. I think it's just like her hair because she was wearing the cowgirl wig with the plaits and stuff. Yeah. It's like that Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel? Deschanel. Yeah. It's usually the Zoe that people screw up because it's got too many O's. Yeah, Zoe Deschanel. Dashhound. Because <laughs> if you've ever seen a photo of her without her bangs, she doesn't look I like know, herself. That is bizarre and, and hilarious. It's fucking weird. <laughs> Wait, Zoe, without what? See, oh, with, her without bangs, her bangs, like, like and, without her fringe. Oh, and uh, let me see if I can find a photo because it's weird. You, like you immediately have no idea who this person is. Hang on. So yeah, fringe on the on the left. Without fringe, different fucking person. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's so bizarre. Whoa. <laughs> 
That's she insane. looks more like that woman from The Conjuring in, the, in the, without the bangs. <laughs> she first of all gains ten years. Yeah, and maybe a Harvard degree. <laughs> Secret <laughs> of the Fringe. It's freaking bizarre, man. Yeah, it's always good that if she needs a second career, she can just start over by getting a haircut. <laughs> just becomes a whole new person. Leaves the ha- acting life. I, and I was going to suggest a new acting career, like if she wanted to reinvent herself. But no, I think maybe like ten years from now, she's going to be like. Honey, I have to tell you something. I'm really do, do, Zoe Duchanel. I really <laughs> said Zoe Z Chanel. <laughs> Zoe D drop. Yeah, and then he's like, no, I can't possibly believe that. Then she just like holds a card of a fringe over her forehead. Yeah. Like, My God! <laughs> <laughs> How could you? <laughs> I did like the line, this is Homer's 13th raffle entry, but first win. That was... Yeah, the uh, kind of Oscars play bit, yeah. That wasn't bad. They do a reference to the Simpsons mobile game tapped out and Homer tries to bring it up and it's not working. <sighs> yeah, that's a bad game that I spent too many hours in. Oh, you played it? <laughs> like 360 hours. Wow. Yeah. Before that's all the must in the house, his sign-off quote was, I'm not tapping out. That's right. Yeah. Little reference to that. Mm-hmm. And that line was also my reaffirmation that I'm not going to play that mobile game again. <laughs> <laughs> Until today. <laughs> yep, you're 385 days sober and we're proud of you. Yay. Well, tapped out sober. <laughs> I liked the bit with Homer's moustache animation thing as well. I thought that was funny, but then when he went, I'm Sonny Bono, look out for that tree. It's just like, yeah, uh, too many bites. Yeah, and just once again, Homer's Rosetta Crone translator. We dig in The Simpsons for the Palport jokes, but I like that, Rosetta Crone. Yeah, because it sounds like it would be the name of an app. Like, yeah. all the app stuff was pretty funny because it is stuff people did, especially with first-generation iPads. Yeah. It was all the goofy, oh, look, I've got the stapler app. It makes the sounds of a stapler, yeah. but you never run out unless you tell it to run out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Lightsaber and gun apps and all that mm-hmm. shit. And Yeah, Rosetta Stone is, yeah, the famous uh, yeah. language learning material. That and, real famous stone. And yeah, Homer's woohoo translates into pip-pip. <laughs> I did like that. Very good. <laughs> They do pull focus on a weird idiom that makes it seem stupider now. Homer, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we supposed to do? One egg per basket? Like, hmm. (laughs) But then Marge kind of like drags out to her. I never thought about that, but I'm going to drop it from my daily language now. I'm Marge. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to drop one more line that was an exposition or something. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Homer's playing that pizza game and then Luigi's like, oh, that's how you make a pizza. Doi, I never knew. I'm Luigi. Doi. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> you have just said something like, ah, so the sauce goes after the cheese. Or even just, oh. yeah, like it's that easy. Yeah. You know. That app is so unrealistic. You don't have to remove any hair. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Where's the mallet for smashing at a rat's? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, it's better than what they did. Uh, he means his accent work. That too. <laughs> but yeah, all the, that game is just leading to Homer falling down the manhole where mm. he goes, Doh! Sauce, cheese, topping. Mm-hmm. Fuck that joke. On a side note, play Overcooked. It's real good. Oh, love Overcooked. Ooh, yeah. i got to play that. That's good I've fun. heard good things. Yeah. So much fun. I've got no one to play with, though. Um, so i just got to play with myself, I guess. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, is, it, it is still fun as a single player experience, but yeah, it is more fun with multiple people because the controls are kind of clumsy. Yeah. So you keep dropping shit and burning shit and yeah, it's just like real cooking. When you, when you get it right and you communicate and everything flows, ah, good stuff. Yeah. Oh, so awesome. That's fucking teamwork. The top brand of Duff that he has is Duff Adequate. Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha. And people have never been happy in this bar. And it used to be an ice cream bar. 
I'm Mo. I hated this especially because Mo was actively trying to cheer Homer up before, and people besides Homer were happy about the Duffman and yep. Janet in yep. there. Uh, and oh. fuck that scene too. Yeah, I know. I have no memory. Yeah. And then Duffman be like, "Oh my, you're sad. So now I'm sad." Yeah. Uh, mm. Fuck you, Duffman. <laughs> yeah. Also, he just abandons the two Duff girls. Yeah. Like, he's like, "Find your own way home." I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I've caught depression. <laughs> Wasn't even leave with me now or catch your own ride home. It was just fuck you. You're finding your own way home. Oh, and Cletus trying to read the word ah! as well. Huckleberry overbite, picklefoot, edumacation. It says hope. And then Brandine, like hope floats, that movie I wrote. And yeah, what the fuck was that? Julia Roberts or some shit. Sandra Bullock, the other Julia Roberts. It's oh. like fucking glass houses. <laughs> yeah, Stephanie Gillis, you're throwing stones in a glass mansion. Yeah, like- about hope floats, which is 40 years old. There was a really unnecessary joke where Krusty and Mumblebee Man and their monkeys get in a fight. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah, really bad. Oh, real bad. I didn't know Mr. Teeny was a girl. Oh, he's just a bottom. So the monkeys go from fighting to fucking, I guess. Just like an average relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Solid. And (laughs) it is time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just meh, meh, you give it participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold, but for the best of the very best, the ones that give you hope, <laughs> you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to fail it. It's an episode that probably doesn't deserve to be kicked in the pit but ultimately it's just such a big disappointment it's crammed with bullshit i don't like it i really don't want to watch it again mm-hmm. you know before this chat i think i was at a participant but just breaking it down it does so much wrong bt what do you think yeah i also walked in thinking participant and then just the more we talk about it the more it's hollow and pointless and annoying because of just how empty and vapid and just blah. technically the pit of failure is a place for more, where we think more of villainous episodes, the ones that are terrible or, or aggressively bad. This one's just so bland and boring. Even though I got some laughs, I just, everything about it is so weak and meaningless that I hate it now. So, into the pit, fail. Get in there. And Michael, finish it off, please. Well, our Gene, just because your wife agreed to marry you and have sex with you does presumably, not mean, presumably, presumably <laughs> alleged. does not mean that she should be writing a Simpsons episode. Mm. So get your shit together. <laughs> Is that a fail for you as well? Or a participant? That's an absolute fucking fail. Wow, I'm proud of this episode. It's done a lot worse than I thought it would. <laughs> so this episode is a unanimous failure. We are giving this episode the index finger. Woo, take that episode. <laughs> this will actually be the first unanimous failure from season 24, but it'll be joining other unanimous failures, such as Clown in the Dumps, which we did with you, Michael, the where Rabbi Krustovsky dies. Mm. Oh, yeah, that was shit. That was pointless and garbage. Yep, as was Dogtown from season 28. Oh. Fuck, that was bad, too. That was so Jesus. awful. What about some classic unanimous failures? Um, Homerland. Oh, yep, Homerland. White Christmas Blues. Yeah, you seem to remember a few more. <laughs> and Papa Don't Leech as well <laughs> when we meet Lurleen Lumpkin's dad. That 90s show, which we covered a few weeks ago with Hottest 100s and Thousands. Mm-hmm. What to expect when Bart's expecting. My Classically f- terrible. Favourite go-to for Simpsons failure. That's the one where Bart gets his art teacher pregnant with voodoo. Mm-hmm. And it ends with a Les Miserables parody where Homer and Bart uh, try and get Fat Tony's horses to fuck. It's almost fun terrible. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like It's a room quality uh, episode. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, before we move on, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? Robert David Sullivan of the AV Club. Do we have a nickname for him? Nope. Nope. Sully Sullivan. Sullivan's Cove. Uh, oh, Bobby Davo Sully Vo. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby O Davo Sullo. <laughs> True Australian <laughs> nickname there. Yeah, you gave this episode a B minus. So this is like shiny participant dull bronze territory for them. And how much bleach did he drink? <laughs> See, uh, his review comes from the perspective that most of season 24's episodes have reeked of decline and have been very mean spirited. Okay. Sort of paraphrasing his review here because it felt natural in conversation. Like pointing it out does. Yeah. <laughs> and this episode feels more like a throwback to the days where The Simpsons were still working to find itself. I mean, uh, the, to be entirely fair to this episode, I could almost participate it if I just didn't think about it. But that's what we did in this room. We stopped and we looked at it and we thought about it and it got worse. Yeah. You know, if you're working for something as shallow as the AV Club and not going into deep dives or reviews like we do, then yeah, you could get away with that ranking. But uh, here at The Simpsons Index, we're committed to Honest Opinions, the only podcast you can trust. Back to you, Elliot. <laughs> the only Honest Simpsons podcast. <laughs> you know it, I know it, we all know it, except for maybe Pods and Skiers Springfield. <laughs> well, they have the title of being the only Simpsons podcast. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now moving on to the teens era. We're going to watch Homer Simpson get all shot a buggery. Whoops, nope. We're watching Homer Artsy. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode, which was Season 18, Episode 16, Homer Artsy. First released in March of 07, it was directed by Matthew Nastuck and uh, written by J. Stuart Burns. In this episode, okay, once again, a lot happens, mm-hmm. but essentially the core of this episode can be brought down to Homer is paparazzi. Now, guys, what did you think? It's all right, yes. A good palate cleanser mm-hmm. after the last episode. My palate is certainly cleansed. Yeah. Yes. But equally, it had similar what-the-fuck moments. Mm. I didn't yell at anything, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not so much rage-inducing, just baffling in parts. Mm. This is like yeah. the perfect episode that like I'd watch hungover and just be like, yeah. Yeah, just chill yeah. out and half-think yeah. about. Yeah, because yeah, there are some decent gags peppered throughout a somewhat, you know, whatever story. But let's yep. get into it. BT, for better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? Uh, well, I noticed we now have a Mr. Teeny reference playlist because he's yeah. on the cover of a magazine for having a cocaine orgy. Mm. Mm, naturally, as monkeys often do. Yeah. And we learned that uh, Rainier Wolfcastle's middle name is Luftwaffe, which is the German Air Force in World War II. Oh. So of all of the Nazi references they could have gone with, that one was quite tame. Yeah. Well done, Simpsons, for reeling it back on the Nazi references. Well, yeah, because they do this weird thing with Rainier Wolfcastle sometimes yeah. where they do imply that he's got, like, Nazi ties. And... Yeah, or anti-Semiticism, and it doesn't, yeah. which doesn't make sense because he's meant to be a parody of Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's yeah. Austrian and not German. Mm. Yeah, which, I mean, especially these days when, like, I associate Nazism with America. <laughs> <laughs> weird how that happened. <laughs> Life is strange, man. It really is. It really... <laughs> really is <laughs> how about you michael what's a moment from this episode stands out to you for better or worse hearing my man jay girls band yeah i didn't intend for this yeah one of the other episodes we had you on they did freeze frame and they've brought it back <laughs> yeah i like that song yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun too made sense you know for the photographing montage and didn't overstay its welcome as well yeah yeah it's good got some montage gags and it was all good yeah perfect little accelerating the homer paparazzi story along mm. you know hey this is a job he's actually competent at 
Yeah. A job where he's not lazy, stupid, or corrupt. No, he's just finding people at their worst and documenting He's it. very good at it. <laughs> yeah, and we recognise that, you know, being that we're documenting no. the Simpsons at their worst. Even and... the ones that he sets up where he's like, Bart, go be annoying. The celebrities are still lashing out at him. Yeah. Slightly provoked, but not enough to the point of, uh, you know. Where it's justified. No, it's not justified. <laughs> 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 in jokes <laughs> but I liked the slight powerport that they had of Paris Texan being the rich Texans kid and yeah, yeah. obvious stand in for Paris Hilton mm. I could have could have been Paris Houghton pa- fucking god damn it what H- Paris Houston is what I was Houston, trying to go with right. Houston Texas Houston sounds like Hilton I'm gonna right. leave <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's okay, man. We we got some sympathy for you. It's Christmas time, and you work in retail. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice to people. <laughs> I actually saw. I was driving past a Coles the other day, and they've got a big sign out the front that say, "No one deserves a serve," and it's got like this picture of this customer, like all angry face and pointy, and like this young checkout chick going, "Oh, don't yell at me, grandma." Really? They got like <laughs> PSAs up now. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, if only they just point. <laughs> I know, right? Please, this Christmas, don't be a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, especially like the news stories of all the disgruntled people that couldn't get placky bags anymore. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. They get rid of them at your store as well? Yeah. Yeah? Surprisingly little backlash, but every now and then you get some, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I'm like, some guy who actually said getting rid of plastic bags was the dumbest idea he's ever heard of. I'm like, I don't know, I think the Hindenburg was worse, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> he did not think that was funny. I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we've seen an 80% reduction in plastic bag waste, so it's ultimately yeah, I mean, a good thing. Awesome. No question companies have done it because it saves them money, but uh, yeah. who cares if the net product is fewer plastic bags in the world? Sure. Yeah. So what am I going to say at the moment that stands out to me? I'm going to go to the first act because there, they do one of these first act fuck yous and I think this is where they're just speeding through so many things. Mm. The elaborate setup to get Homer to be a paparazzo, like... Yeah. Fucking hell. Like, first it's Homer's birthday, then he can't blow out the candles, then he tries so hard he passes out and his party hat catches fire and sets off the fire alarm, then they put everything into a fire safe. <gasps> then the fire safe catches fire. <laughs> Which has its own little mini Brune Goldberg fucking elaborate setup to make that story bait happen. So then they recreate all their family photos, the ones that got burned up, and then they find out in the background is... I don't even remember who dating Booberella. Oh, Duffman dating Booberella. Oh, but Duffman playlist. Ah, there we go. Teeny and Duffman, will we make it three for three? Nope. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for ruining that for me, Jack. <laughs> We're doing a season eight episode next. Duffman ain't in it. Teeny might be. Teeny might be. Yeah. So, yeah, this whole first act, which has so many goddamn moving parts, and I think I would have liked the ridiculously elaborate safe joke a lot more if that's not what already the first act was feeling like, this just mm. domino setup of... If we hadn't spent six years watching Homer blow out candles. Oh my god, what a, <laughs> way, what a way to open an episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's starting out your flight with a two-hour delay. Yeah. I hope you like the sound of a voice actor blowing. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, like, you can hear in his blowing technique there, well, that's not going to blow out candles. He's putting, like, too much spit into it. Yep. You could, like, hear the... <laughs> Oh, shit, I'm getting spit all over my mic shield. Yeah, can you imagine oh, what their mic shield looked like at the end of the day? Okay, take 37, get a new mic shield! I felt the spit. <laughs> Do we really need any more takes? It's like, well, this scene takes four hours. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't know why we wrote it this long, but, you know, here it is. Page 976. So give that. Which... 
feels especially long after we have this extended intro sequence which yeah discovered in my research that this is the second longest simpsons intro um really yeah second to mathlete's feet which had the rick and morty couch gag Mm -hmm. yeah this one was two minutes 20 in total really yeah yeah so the extra long like simpson setup and then we had like the evolution of homer couch gag yeah which to be fair i think looks pretty good yeah it's a great looking couch gag but yeah, it's almost like that's like the Simpsons' new circus couch gag, yeah, though. Yeah, and they need to kill some time. Yeah. It's just weird, because in an episode like this where there are so many story points in it, mm. like, it's weird that they felt like they couldn't stretch it out even more. Well, it was either stretch out the intro or have Homer blowing out candles for another four years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird. The only time this episode has any breathing room is for those extended gags. Is when it was a lot of breathing. Uh, I'm fine. How many times have you watched this episode? I'm actually sure. I feel like I've seen it before, so we'll go the twice. Yeah? Yeah, twice. I've seen it like four times, five times maybe. You've just this... always got to win. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better at watching Simpsons than you. What yeah, of it's, it? It's true. It's true. I have to admit it. It's one of those episodes, I keep coming back to this premise, an episode that fools me. It starts out being about so many things and you're like, Where fucking, I know this goes somewhere. Does it go to an episode I like? I'm not sure. And so I've stuck around and then finally it's like, oh, the paparazzi thing. I appreciate when sometimes when writers do a big fuck you in the first act. Yeah, I definitely well work. Like, like I gotta admit, it was very creative the way mm-hmm. they got there. Yeah. yeah, the Rue Goldberg of the how everything in the safe gets destroyed. I did not see that coming. So mm. yeah, because yeah, how could you relate a toy convertible to a photo album to a crusty doll to a bottle of perfume? Homer's perfume scent of a Wookie. Mm-hmm. Mm. which probably smelled fucked. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very sweaty. Yeah. You think those things smell bad on the outside, hey. though. Wait, that's a... Hey, it still works. Yep, Star Wars reference. Yep. Yay. So let's talk about some of the wacky moments, yeah? The safe and the Rune Goldberg thing and the fact that the... What is it? Krusty knocks the convertible's lights on, which yep. heat the scent of a Wookiee, which explodes. explodes. And then the Simpsons go, what do you think's happening there? I don't know. Maybe that That happens. exact thing. Yeah, that was a bit... Mm. Uh, I like it because it's so ridiculous, but it's also happening in this first act, which is so ridiculous and fucking all over the place. At least <laughs> Homer was the one that said it. Yeah, Captain Wacky, mm. who was later renamed Homer. Mm, as we all know. <laughs> yeah, any other wacky moments? I do like when Homer's driving home, he's like, now Maggie, I had to put the TV guide in your baby seat, so I'm just going to hang you from the rearview mirror. Yep. And then the paparazzi's there, and he's like, huh, trying to show me to be a bad parent, huh? Maggie, take the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> I like this, an obvious allusion to Britney Spears, the photos that came out of her. Man, I can't believe it was that long ago now, but yeah, when she was caught driving with her baby on her lap. No, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, oh, really? No. Yeah, it was not. all in the very dark period in Britney Spears' life. Yeah. How you doing, Britney? You all right? You doing okay? Why don't you come on the podcast? We'll talk. <laughs> Just quickly on wackiness. I did notice in another one, there's another idiom that may not stand up to scrutiny of taste of your own medicine. It's like, oh no, how dare you give me medicine? <laughs> if I'm selling the good stuff, then it's fine. It belongs to me. Why wouldn't yeah, why, I want it? Why would that be a problem? <laughs> <laughs> that joke was so telegraphed, though, as well. Well, I'm saying goodbye to this and to uh, my medicine. Yeah. My heart-clogging medicine. My in- oh, no, I got a clot. Uh, yeah, oh, I know. That was, it would have been geez. fine just leave it as goodbye, heart-clogged medicine. Yeah. And then, but not have him instantly clot. Yeah, that was that instant bit we've talked about a lot. Yeah, the fucking brain damage joke. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Or, as they would put it, the brain damage. Any other wackiness? Pretty much anything Homer took a photo of. Yeah. The celebrity's yeah. doing. It was a Mayor Quimby in a diaper 
Getting tasered by Kemp Brockman. Yeah, yeah. wearing uh, leathers and chains. <laughs> that looked like a fun evening for them. I did, like, yeah. what was it, Krusty blending up money and then drinking? <laughs> goes, you call this a drink? He's like, no, I never <laughs> called it that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed that, uh, yeah. But also, like, Dredrick Tatum snorting the ashes of Secretariat, <laughs> <laughs> which I wouldn't have gotten here if it weren't for BoJack Horseman. Good old BoJack. And Sideshow Mel just eating a flag. Yep. <laughs> As one does. Oh, and Millhouse was pashing uh, Paris, Texas as well. I know. He got an invite to this nightclub, apparently. Good for Millhouse. Good old Mel Paul. I'd also like Homer pretending to have a bar stool. Yeah. He's just standing awkwardly. <laughs> yep, yep. They're all there having fun. I'm just sitting here pretending I'm on a stool. That's so great. Yep. <laughs> uh, and, uh, wow, this photo has page one written all over it. Why did you do that? <laughs> I was trying to remember the place I was at in my book. Uh, it's a line that I hate myself for liking as yeah, much exactly. as I do. I just... It's the follow-up punch that really didn't need to be there. It was still okay-ish. But I just like, yeah. yeah, written page one all over a photo. I can't like that. Yep. And that was one of the guest stars for this episode, J.K. Simmons, doing his J. Jonah Jameson routine. Pictures of Spider-Man! Yeah. It's a decent enough bit. I think it ages like it felt like it was just trendy at the time to do. Yeah. And we've had 14 reboots of Spider-Man since. Yeah. So, yeah. And no one's done a good J. Jonah Jameson in since then. They didn't even try. No, they, they shouldn't. Put someone to do Jonah. But yeah, it's good. I mean, if you've got it perfected, then. Exactly. You know, that's then... what I really like about the Spider Man video game is how he's got like a podcast now. Oh, it gets really annoying after a while, though. Yeah. Yeah, I've hundred percent of that game, and I'm like, oh, wow. I, at first, I'm like, oh man, this is so good. I really appreciate this, and by the end, I was just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, nice, hundred percent of. The- is there an achievement for listening to all of Jane Jonah Jameson's ramblings? No, unfortunately no. not. <laughs> I'm really hoping that there's like in a DLC or something, there's just going to be a mission where you just beat the shit out of Jane Jonah Jameson. <laughs> the other wacky bit, which I thought took way too long, was Homer crashing the waterfall wedding. Renier oh, Wolf Castles yeah. wedding to Marie Shriver Kennedy Quimby. Yeah. Which, yeah, again, doesn't play anymore since that relationship's been very over for a long time now. It's a bit too much anyway. It's like, we get it. We know it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah. But then, yeah, Homer swinging in and out. It's okay. I don't think he'll swim back unless there's some sort of pendulum effect. Hey. Uh, cr- I kind of like when he jumps out of the helicopter. Like, Did I detach the rope to anything? No. You want me to do it now? If you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. The kind of casualness of it. Yeah, that got yeah. a bit of a joke. So how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel any bumps? I like the line of uh, when he's like, you celebrities, you have to do something for me and support a charity that doesn't affect a member of your family. I kind of <laughs> like that line. Mm. Oh, and let uh, one of us regular folks write a terrible children's <laughs> book. I fucking adore that line. Yeah. So that I wouldn't call it heart exactly, but more purpose or meaning, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, it's not the thumps. It's not that sort of episode. No. I mean, maybe if the celebrities were being dicks to all the people in Springfield, I would yeah. feel more of a heart felt, yeah, when Homer said that. Mm. But yeah. you don't really get to see the celebrities being assholes, so you feel like they're kind of justified in that they're trying to live their lives and they're always yeah. bothered by people. And they're being invaded by Homer, who's just being a dick. Yeah. I don't think they actually hit it hard enough with the interesting parallel where... Yeah, if you turn the camera around and pulled focus on Homer, he is doing shit constantly way worse Mm -hmm. than what any of these celebrities are doing. We've only got an interest in these people because they are famous first. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, if you turn the camera around, who's the real evil person? I mean, I'd be fine. I'm really boring. (laughs) Ben Calloway, please switch again. Is he still on Hollow Knight? Yes, he is. (laughs) Is that good? Oh, it's fantastic. 
<laughs> I think it's going to be, yeah, your third week of uh, what else are you into? <laughs> It'll just be it more. It certainly is. <laughs> I was going to leave it as a surprise, but I guess what tomorrow's going to be. Yep. Unless I get into something between now and then. <laughs> Shh, you're destroying the illusion that we do these once a week. <laughs> oh, uh, next week. <laughs> <laughs> next week on The Simpsons Index. Mm. Yeah, there's not really much to say about the heart, except that, you know, when Marge gets the family photo album destroyed, that's like heartbreaking, but then. That she immediately perks up when she can recreate the moments. I don't buy it. No. I think I would have liked the staging stuff a little bit more if it was someone else's idea. Mm. Didn't really think much of the whole kids giving her the idea. and Like, it should have been Homer, you know, trying to make it up to her. Yeah, just go, why don't we just do it again? They're still children. They seem to never age. Yeah. You know? No, totally. It seems like the kind of, you know, harebrained scheme he would come up with. But again, that it was just so dropped away and pointless anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, doesn't make you feel much heart for it. But ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Is everybody Mm. on point? What did we think of the character integrity? Homer jobs, I guess, a little bit, but with just nothing else really going on. Yeah. It's not Homer has a job because he needs money or because of anything. He just does it. It's just a bunch of stuff that happened. Which is weird, and you pointed it out, Michael, like, it was originally Marge's idea for Homer to become a paparazzi, and then she goes, like, one scene later, maybe you should stop. <laughs> yeah, I felt like, wouldn't it be more fitting if maybe it was Bart's idea? Because yeah. he's a bit of yeah. an asshole anyway, so if he encouraged Homer to do it, then Marge could have been the one saying, I don't think you should do this anymore. Yeah, because she's all like, oh, there's a photo of what's-his-face with Booberella. Oh, this is tabloid gold. It's like, mm. That's not Marge. Yeah. No. Ah, but it can be, like, sometimes the yeah. idea that Marge, you know, despite knowing that she shouldn't be so... Yeah. Ex- she'd be interested in the gossip, but she wouldn't be, like, wanting Instigating to it. instigate it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because we have seen her gossipy side where she's got the baby monitor that's picking yeah. up people's phone calls and things like that. And mm. Yeah, she enjoys a little bit of tabloid trash every now and then yeah so like that makes sense to me but the scene at the quickie mart as well where she's like "Ooh, this happened that stuff with marge was like such housewife stereotype bullshit of it would have been yeah. interesting if like maybe the celebrities were so nervous about getting caught by homer that then homer like needs to come up with more uh more and more outrageous things to make yeah his money. but like yeah. he starts to stage him and then yep. like make fake ones and then the whole thing of him questioning what he's doing morally comes up. Yeah, that'd uh, be more fun. And then, yeah, with that paparazzi who they use to get revenge on Homer, that'd make more sense because he'd be photographing the elaborate setups and yeah. and, and also Homer's neglectful parenting. Yeah, that sounds like a lot more fun. I'm, I'm down with that episode. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And yeah, just on that as well, that paparazzo was played by John Lovitz. No, oh, no. It was such a waste really? of John Lovitz. Mm. It was a bad Italian accent as well. Yeah. From Enrico Irritatio. Irritatio. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It was so, like, quick in and out. Yeah. Yeah, they could have got anyone to do it. Yeah, mm. it was hardly worth introducing him over yep. and making such a big elaborate setup over that. Like, Yeah, just have one celebrity go, well, I played a photographer in one of my movies. I'm pretty sure I can do this. <laughs> I like that. Yes. I like that. So, <laughs> yes or no, would you watch this one again? I mean, Hangover. That's yeah, Hangover. It. Yeah, may yeah, let's let it pass the hangover test and ask the playlist question. You're watching a Simpsons playlist. What theme playlist does uh, this one go in? Renier Wolfcastle. Yep, yep. Renier or McBain episodes. Yeah, pair this one with um it's that episode that I didn't like that you guys liked. The Bart wants what it wants. 
where Bart dates Renier's daughter. Ah, that was okay. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, f- photography? Photography, yeah. Put it with the uh, episode of Futurama where Bender becomes a paparazzi. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> what about Dredrick Tatum? Does he have his own playlist? Sure, he does now. Yep, yep. <laughs> Let's give Dredrick a playlist. Uh, Maggie Driving. Ah, yeah, yeah. Pair it with the uh, one where Bart can't go to see the itch and scratch yep. movie. That's the one. Ah, uh, baby driving a car. <laughs> and a dog driving a bus. Yeah. <laughs> so, we've kind of gone over it, but once again, BT, I must ask you, what would you change? I mean, I think I'm going with Michael's idea here. Make it about... <laughs> It feeds to the nature of spectacle anyway, that it needs to be bigger and bigger and more and more constantly. And so it's just Homer can't get the sales anymore unless he's getting these crazy elaborate things happening. It's just yeah. going to his own excess. And yeah, I think that'd be a lot more laughs in that one. So I'm down with that. So how about you, Michael? What would you like to change? Uh, just play some Jay Giles being <laughs> Just play some more yeah, of that. Jay Giles with some J.K. Simmons. Yep. Oh, and- freeze frame! <laughs> yeah. Not quite my tempo. <laughs> Have J.K. Simmons have a bigger role. Yeah. Have him be like the villain of the episode or something like that. Spider-Man. Pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Freeze frame on Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'd be funny if you went off tangent and went on some sort of Spider-Man rant. Yeah. And then yeah. Homer was just like, what the hell are you talking about? Well, he about? does go into a rant. It's like, oh, I wish I had a twin. Actually, we just fight all the time. But I like the follow-up joke of Homer then recapping what happens. And then he said he wished he had a twin, but then he said he'd only want to fight with him. <laughs> That's actually, it feels like a future Ramery joke to me, A actually. little bit, yeah. <laughs> I do like the retelling jokes, like when, you know, Homer's like, well, fine, buddy, I'll see you later. And then I stormed out of there and said, fine, buddy, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. J.K. Simmons does actually appear again in another season 18 episode called Mona Lisa. <sighs> but in that episode they model him more on the J. Jonah Jameson character in this one he just yeah looks like a big schlubby guy yep to me it's kind of weird that they're having this character parody that's like doesn't not. look like him yeah like, yeah that's true like why not because we know that's the bit that he's doing he's yeah. talking and you know very intense and yeah and reinforce it just a man yeah <laughs> Where am I up to? Oh, what would I change about it? To go against the Homer paparazzi story, I am actually more interested in Marge recovering after losing her Precious Memories photo album. Mm. Like, because I think that's a very devastating thing. And maybe there's a more fun story to be had of Homer and the kids just trying to go around her back and trying to do something nice for her. And in the foreground of that story, Marge is just like dealing with loss and like just realizing that even the most things that are so precious to her don't have any permanency like, yeah no that's heavy or maybe be like she wants to go forge some new memories so they go to x and they have a wacky time yeah and she tries to like create too many precious memories and yeah it's trying to force precious memories instead of just letting them happen yeah yeah and forget it's the old john lennon thing what is it life is what happens when you're making other plans the photos weren't the precious thing it was constantly yep. being around your family or some fluffy shit yes fluffy <laughs> shit <laughs> guest stars of the episode so yes we've already talked about two of them but also was playing herself one? was betty white all right oh, yes. yeah betty white was good well, she's always lovely yeah oh she killed it in this episode and i did like the banter between her and homer he's trying to pretend she's this uppity celebrity and she's like oh you give santa's little helper a big hug <laughs> <You're fun. laughs> she would give the best hugs to dogs i think that does seem right. We did discuss, I can't remember whether it was on this podcast or not, just which celebrity do you think would give the best hugs? Oh. We, we figured out either Tom Hanks or John Goodman. Yeah. They yeah. feel like oh. they'd be nice hugs. 
See, those would be very intense hugs too. Yeah. yeah. See, I reckon Betty White, like, especially very because nice of her age. Hug. Yeah, yeah. You go gentle going in. Yeah. And then she sort of reels you in with a bit of comfort. And you're like, oh, oh. you smell like soup. Mm. <laughs> I'd say Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there might be an ulterior motive there. <laughs> uh, uh, Terry Hatcher. Yeah, that'd be a good Oh, hug. my mm-hmm. God. Yes. Her hugs are real and they're spectacular. <laughs> Kurt Russell would give a good hug too. Uh, I reckon he'd give you like one of those intense back slaps, which you're like, <laughs> ow. Yeah, the uncle. Yeah. I feel give like there'd the be a hearty, yeah, 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 manly slap to the back. Like, yeah, that hurt a little. But sometimes you need it, dude. Yeah. True. If I need a pep talk hug, then yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd start out like the handshake where you're like grabbing each other's thumbs and then he'd like pull you in for a big hug, slap you back, and then as you pull out, he'd punch you in the face. That's a, that's a Kurt Russell hug. <laughs> if it was anyone else, I would not enjoy it, but yeah, Kurt Russell, be like, Kurt Russell yeah, I'll take it. Right. I'll take it on the chin, damn it. <laughs> Musical moments. So, as well as your buddy's Jay Giles band, we had a little appearance from Al Kylie. Oh, yeah. That's She's right. Al's. <laughs> We're watching you, America. <laughs> <laughs> you keep your hands off Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't get you out of my head, which, you know, we were saying is kind of a weird thing that, you know, mm. an Australian pop song got on. But yeah. this was actually an international hit. Yeah. yeah, but it was, like it came out in 2001, yeah. and this episode came out in 2007, so yeah. it wasn't trendy yeah. by this time. It was just cheap by then. No, but yeah. it's also like a club staple, like in the same yeah. way that, like, I don't know, Sandstorm is always relevant. Yeah, true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, timeless. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's up to Sandstorm levels. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That one's in my head because there's a video doing around someone playing that on, like, a shower caddy. <laughs> it's just that the shower caddy is like perfectly tuned to play sandstorm it's hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if the video's faked but it's very clever yep. i also like homer's fantasy being moderately wealthy which is rolling yeah. around in some money he's <laughs> <laughs> like i can rent anything i want <laughs> <laughs> oh it's the dream yeah that i thought was only and next one is not really a note it's just there was paul mccartney leaving a dry cleaner and homer gets his photographs and i'm like could have said live and let dry Hey! But they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that scene felt pointless and yeah. they didn't know what they were doing with it. Then they threw Betty White in because they didn't know what to do. Yeah. Mm. Homer didn't even have a moment of, oh, these celebrities aren't doing anything. Yeah. Like, yeah that would have been fine. That would have fed more into, yeah, building elaborate situations mm. for them. But no, he just, he still felt like he was getting them in that moment. And, <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. Picking up your dry cleaning, your schmoes. Yeah. And there wasn't even, like, any jokes. People were just picking up their dry cleaning. Like, Yeah, at least they were, could be picking up weird shit. Yeah, like mm. Kent Brockman and Quimby, like, picking up their respective uh, costumes that they're going to wear later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would have worked. <laughs> Especially Quimby's, it'd be hard to get the stains out of that one. Don't think about it too much. <laughs> was that all your notes? That was all of them. How about you, Michael? Any other notes? I just wrote, Homer being a Star Trek fan doesn't really suit for me. Mm. Yeah, I don't buy it either. Yeah, you should yeah. be all, nerd! Gabo returns was interesting. Yeah. This felt very unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like they've had a few jokes at this point that Gabo's washed up and yeah, yeah. yeah. like totally unhireable. Because he would be, because who wants that guy around? Yeah. It's time for my final notes. So just once again on the evolution couch gag. Okay, so you, you see in this evolution couch gag, Homer starting off in the Amoeba and whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're following like the Homer evolution of yep. how, you know, millions of years of Homer got Homer to where he is. Yep. So in this same scene, we see a Lenny Mosquito. Yep. So are we to determine from this that all man actually came from various different things that all ended up just being well, coincidentally human? The Lenny Mosquito was eaten. 
no by other... the Homer like dinosaur thingy. Yep, and also the Bart and Lisa dinosaurs die. Oh but shit! The, but the Homerosaurus continues as Homer is a god, as we know. Interesting. So a Bart and Lisa like genes actually come from Homer? This suggests the Bart and Lisa and Lenny genes were just floating around in the uh, you know primordial soup. Yes. And they hadn't yet taken form into humans. That mm. Homer had been has existed through all time. There's a great cracked after hours discussing is Homer a god? Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> I recommend checking it out. And yeah, while I do like the joke of the Mo. And Homer, like, seeing each other when they're people, and then yeah. Mo just goes straight to devolving. Yep. <laughs> Does this mean that Mo had evolved back again to yes. the troll person? He went back and tried again. Yeah. But the question is, what is Homer's final form? Ooh, yes. <laughs> it's not even my final form. Giga Homer. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's, yeah, a thousand feet tall and made of gold. <laughs> Yeah. We've seen it. <laughs> so there's a bunch of telegraphed jokes in this episode. One being the, oh, these must have been these trick candles. Nah. No, Dad, they're the opposite. Easy to blow out candles. And then, yeah, they show the picture of the easy blow. And then Homer reads out, easy blow. <sighs> it was like, uh, can our audiences read? Let's just say it anyway. Better just say it. We can't trust that they're paying attention. Reminded me of that um, scene in This Is The End when... What's that actor's name from How I Met Your Mother? Jason Siegel? Yeah, Jason Siegel. No, he's, but- he's talking to Kevin Hart about the show. And he's like, yeah, I know. It's a bit like I eat the birthday cake and then everyone comes out and who ate the cake? And I'm just like, I don't know who ate the cake. <laughs> and then Kevin Hart's like, because you ate the cake. <laughs> That's why you're number one, man. Because they're like this lame ass fucking show. I mean, I yeah. don't know if you guys like How I Met Your Mother, but nope. I, I don't. Oh, great. That show fucking sucks. I could bitch about that show for ages. Well, come back with How I Met Your Mother Index. Oh, no. Coming this summer. <laughs> I can only watch so many bad shows. I need to watch more good shows, man. And the other Telegraph joke, Lisa, when they turn her room into the dark room, why did it have to be my bedroom? Don't worry, come mix chemicals. (laughs) You're sleeping now. Yeah. Fuck you. And the Mo's like, oh, take my camera. I was going to use it to take photos of unsuspecting women. And here are some unsuspecting Uh, women who want to change underwear in your bathroom. Ah, what of all the days to give away my camera? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hate it. As soon as I came out, I was like, for fuck. Uh, I hated that so much. Mm-hmm. And especially because we need to trade bra and panties. Uh, man, the word panties is such a fucking turn off. As much as I don't have that problem with that word, I think just saying we need to trade bras is funnier. Just, yeah. It's quicker and it's punchier. Mm. Yeah. Plus it just makes Mo come off as like yeah, the really sleaziest. Yeah. Like that's too much sleaze. Yeah. Mm. Damn, I missed my opportunity to be a sex offender. <laughs> what a week. Wow. <laughs> um, First I can't get any pictures of Spider-Man and now this. <laughs> Sorry, I keep waiting for time to bring that back. <laughs> you really want pictures of Spider-Man. I know, I like it. <laughs> and they're doing the Star Trek Voyager. Yeah, the banner said Bon Voyage Voyager. I think it should have just been Bon Voyager. Yeah, but they were worried people wouldn't get it. Uh, there was a good moment I like again when they're recreating the memories. Um, oh, look, there I am in space. It was nice of NASA to send you up again. <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> it is time to rank this thing. Michael, your turn to kick it off. Ooh, participant. A nice participant. Mm. It's a nice not pee? A, yeah, not a bad participant, a good participant. Yeah. I am also going to go a participant. 
I might have gone bronze, but just not enough went right in this episode. And, like, there are a lot of jokes that I like, but fucking it just takes such a weird wrong road to get there. Mm-hmm. It's not offensive, though. I want to give it a bronze just because, yeah, you could watch it in the Hangover playlist, but also I don't really want to watch it again. Yeah. How about you, BT? Neither highs nor lows. It's a mer- It's a participant. There we go. Succinct. Yep. We're getting in the unanimous rankings today. Mm-hmm. Can we make it three for three? If you believe. I don't. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this will be a unanimous participant. This will be joining other such unanimous participants, like also from season 18, Crook and Ladder, where mm. Homer starts stealing shit when he's a fireman. So average. And it'll also be joining King Lear, which we did recently, where we mm. get to meet Moe's family, his father and siblings. And it goes as well as you'd expect. Yep, that was a very flat and boring episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lisa with an S, where Lisa goes on the road with Lainey Fontaine. Mm. Brick Like Me, the Lego episode, which, again, looks beautiful, but just fucking crap episode. I still can't believe that Lego episode is shit. Like, with all the effort that it would have taken to animate it, and they didn't even make sure that it was well written. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's just very, it's very participant. (laughs) It's not a fail. Just meh. Have your trophy for showing up. All right, guys, we've done a fail. We've done a participant. I think we've earned a good episode. Now I'm going to tell you guys to go to bed. (laughs) Go to bread? I said go to podcast. (laughs) This bit was fluid and worked excellently. Yes, it did. We'll be back. And we are back, and we just watched our final episode, which means it's time for classic episode review. We just watched Season 8, Episode 17, My Sister, My Sitter. First released in March of 97, it was directed by Jim Reardon and written by Dan Greeny. In this episode, you know what? It's when Lisa becomes a babysitter, and then she gets in charge of looking after Bart and... Bastard. <laughs> All that, yeah. yeah, what do we think? It's a harrowing thing to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. A, a masterclass in Lisa being this sympathetic character. Yeah. yeah. And you one just of the, totally feel for. And I think one of the rarer moments where Yardley Smith really gets to play Lisa a lot more dramatically. Like there's a bit where she just goes, Maggie, which yeah. is just everything is going wrong. And you like, you feel that heartbreak. You're like, yeah. oh God. Yeah. I know that because everyone knows that it's just peak frustration. Could this week get any worse than just poured into yeah. one word? Maggie. Yeah, she, she nails it. She doesn't get to really, really break out all that often when she does. Really, mm. really good. Yeah. A dynamic Lisa episode. Mm. It goes through her stress, her happiness, everything's going well, and then Maggie's crawling up the roof for some reason. And, she had yeah. coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's get into all that. BT, for better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? I'm going to go with the, maybe the easier things and just talk about everything with Homer and Marge at the uh, wharf was fucking hilarious. This was a cute little side plot that was perfectly set up. Yeah, just Homer's just driving like, oh, these, I love these pedestrian malls, no traffic, and everyone's just jumping out of the way. <laughs> I think we need to stop. The mayor is yelling, stop, get out the skyway. <laughs> and he just parks in the middle of the children's mural. And, yeah. And then later on when he gets caught in the water fountain. <laughs> Man, ever since this episode, that has been one of my big fears. I really like his line of, I was once like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like he's fountain people now. Yeah, anytime I've been mildly embarrassed in public, it's like, no, no, I was once one of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, man, everything about that is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, and Homer breaking in the tux as well, you know. <laughs> it's like a rent-a-car, boy. you got to get the most out of it, and then when you're done, ball it up and then jam it through the mailbox. <laughs> so fucking good. This is only, like, a few little scenes, but, like, they give it you... It feels a... very complete. Yeah. yeah, 
and they give you an idea of how much Homer's been using this tux. It's like, can you see the pie stains? It'll be dark. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. So beautiful. How about you, Mark? What's a moment that stands out to you for better or worse? Watching it again, I guess the whole uh, story about Maud getting captured by militants. <laughs> I forgot about that. I was yeah. just like, what? <laughs> wow, I totally forgot about that. And how calm Ned was about it. Yeah, well, Maud and her mother were in the Holy Land. I guess they might have kneeled wrong or prayed to the wrong God because now they're being held by militants or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they say it's a standard kidnapping, but I still got to go to Capital City and sign yeah. some forms. <laughs> and it's like, oh, Homer, can you watch the kids? Uh, I'd love to, Ned, but, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'd love to, to want to help you, but... <laughs> It's captured by the <laughs> holy land. <laughs> yeah, and the follow-up, uh, Lisa can babysit. No, I'll have to ask her. <laughs> yeah, and just slamming the door in his face. Oh, Homer, you big perfect. old idiot. <laughs> That's perfect jerk, oh, yeah. Homer. Yeah, and obviously it works out all right because you hear Flanders whispering to Maud over the phone at the mm-hmm. end. But yeah, it's just so weird that he's so flippant about it. It's like, oh, yeah. like she tripped over and grazed her knee, you know. You know, are uh, these women always going out to the Holy Land and getting kidnapped? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, married life. <laughs> So yeah, I'm going to say the moment of the episode that stands out to me, and sorry, I've got to do a bit of a deep dive into this one, is the dinner scene with Lisa and Bart and Maggie. Mm -hmm. So first of all, Lisa makes an ungodly amount of lima beans. She does. Like, she served up everybody's dinner. She's got this giant bowl of lima beans, which is six times what they need. And then seems incredulous when Bart like clearly wasn't going to eat them all. Like it was too well, much. Let's assume that Marge went ahead and made dinner for them and left it behind. He just made too much because that's what Marge does. Yeah, well, it's a stretch, I know. But can uh, I just say, like, in an episode where an eight-year-old was given the task of babysitting her ten-year-old brother yeah and you thought that the lima beans was a bit far yeah the one thing i kind of never really thought about in this episode is okay she has to look after bart fine but maggie as well that's you don't get yeah. that to an, you don't give a baby yeah. to an eight-year-old yeah plus they got ned why don't they just ask ned probably dealing with holy land stuff no, for... still God. <laughs> still in well, maybe got her back in there at the squid port as well it's ridiculous. I mean, I love this episode, but it's so far-fetched. Oh, it gets even... I've got more of a deep into it. Now, second point with the dinner scene. <laughs> the coffee ice cream, which yep. i got to say is a bit that I absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. Watching Maggie being caffeinated up and the hijinks that ensue is pe- fucking people just shrink just that yeah. little bit. Moving or yep. jittery. But first of all, mm-hmm. why would she feed coffee ice cream with caffeine in it to Bart anyway? Like, clearly that's just going to keep him up all night as well, if that's the effect it will have on a baby. Um, I'm pretty sure it's because a wizard did it. Oh, okay. Got to watch those wizards, man. (laughs) So one Bart gets the ice cream and upsets Maggie and then goes to give her the ice cream. Lisa has so much time to intervene. Okay, so that's my Jordan Sainal corner for this episode. <laughs> yeah, other than that, I've got. I think it's a rock solid plot that's got no other loopholes. I suppose in it, it would have made more sense if Bart grabbed the ice cream out, started eating it, and then gave it to Maggie. Yeah, it's just I think the geography of the scene. Lisa had way more time to intervene when she could clearly mm-hmm. see Bart was feeding Maggie ice cream that is potentially too potent for her, let alone him, at a yep. time of night when she's yeah. just about to put them to bed. 
just a little bit of a thing that's always bugged me about this. Maybe that's if fair. Lisa was doing something else in the kitchen, yeah. like washing dishes or whatever. Oh, oh then cleaning Bart. The, the mess Bart made when yeah, he uh, wouldn't it, eat ice cream properly. It yep. would have made Bart seem like just even more of a prick more than he already was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because the other way it looks like he doesn't know and he's just giving her ice cream. But yeah. this way, if he's taking more of an opportunity to get Maggie high on caffeine. Yeah. yeah. Can we counterbalance that at least with Lisa going, you can use the bubble bath. It'll be like giving your hands a little bubble bath, <laughs> which is like a very cute little, she's done this with other kids and that's yeah. worked kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but just be, you're, you're so, so dead. dead. <laughs> Play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? Probably 20 to 30 times. Yep. Uh, enough times you could fill a Yard King wheelbarrow. Oh, I like that. <laughs> mm. It's a quality barrow as well. Yeah, I, just? I've seen this episode more times than there are individual lima beans in this episode. <laughs> it's a lot of times. Yeah, it is. So let's talk about some of the wackiness of this episode. I like the babysitter's sisters, is it? Babysitter twins. Twins, yeah. Slight little palport. The title of one is just The Formula Formula. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I got a chuckle. Yeah. Uh, this two-story outhouse, because this episode begins on Ion Springfield, which is where so many good episodes begin. It's so nice that they set up this little dinky B-plot with this Ion Springfield. Yeah, well, yeah, we're straight into it. So, yeah, yeah. You, get, you get the great two-story outhouse, and then, <laughs> look out, Baltimore, we're stealing your idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, it announces the squid port, and I do love... Marge and Homer's back and forth where it's like, well, we should go out. Well, well I just heard about this thing of the squid. But you just saw that on TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the important thing is I didn't imagine it. Yeah. But just on the, again on the two-story outhouse, what a perfect just fucking quick joke. <laughs> I, I just like, oh, God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we think this would work? That's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Any other wacky moments that stand out to you? The ambulance gets called for a cysterectomy. What is? Uh, hmm, the ambulance? Yeah, what's a cysterectomy? You know, an ectomy is to remove something, and a sister is your female sibling. Oh. <laughs> Next, you're going to ask me what butt rot or a leprechaun fight is. <laughs> oh, because I just always thought cyst. Like, yep. a cyst. A cysterectomy. No, nah, everything that I've read for cysterectomy is referring back to The Simpsons. Hold on, what about cyst? There's the other spelling. I don't think they call a cyst removal of a cyst a cysterectomy. Cystectomy. Cystectomy. Not a cysterectomy. That's good. It was He was trying to have his sister removed. Oh. Yes. And then later a... on, it's like, Simpson, we've already been called out there for a severe case of butt rot and a leprechaun fight. How stupid <laughs> do you think we are? <laughs> How stupid after coming out for the leprechaun bite. Yeah. Oh, severe case of butt rot. That just warms my heart. <laughs> it shouldn't. Butt rot is a very serious condition. It's mm. also a great way from a writing standpoint to get Lisa to have to transport yeah. Yeah. Bart to the hospital. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And the, it makes Bart look even more like a jerk because... He's he, done this multiple times. <laughs> yeah, and he's just totally set up his own demise there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Also, just the NASA guy who's like, oh, I heard of Lisa Simpson, saw a UFO. <laughs> I didn't see it. That's right, you didn't. And I'm pretty sure the guy with the syringes from the... Um, Deep Space Deep Homer. Yes. Homer. Yeah. He's usually the guy that's got the thing, the, <laughs> the blackjack. <laughs> Where'd you get that? Away. <laughs> I was going to say another wacky moment. Dr. Hibbert driving off reclined <laughs> <laughs> and just waving. <laughs> That's so silly because this is the exact type of brain damage joke we were criticising before, but here it is done well. 
Yeah, because it's a quick and it exits him from the scene. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> bye bye. Also, it's so relevant to the character. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it makes sense. This is actually a really good Doctor Who episode. Yeah, that one in the bit in Lisa's fantasy where uh, that I don't know what they call it that shiny little disc doctors have on their head in their old timiness. A head mirror. That's like becomes the spotlight on Lisa, and it's all it's all shot in those blues and whites. Yeah, it's really stark. It looks really good. Yeah, which they then call back to at the ending mm-hmm. with yeah, same that kind whole of framing. Thing. And yep. then Hop Doctor Hibbert coming down to diagnose, and he says practically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Bump on the noggin, probably caused by a fall. And bad babysitting! <laughs> Dr. Nick, surely he's as good as Dr. Hibbert, but says so right here in his ad. Yep. Oh, that scene in Dr. Nick's waiting room. Mm-hmm. Um, there White was complete. What, Smithers in the waiting room. Yeah. <laughs> he's it's... clearly been... Uh, <laughs> accidents happen. Poor yeah. Smithers. I... Mm, accidents. Yeah. <laughs> One in a million shot, Doc. <laughs> yeah, one in a million. <laughs> but no, I like I like the subtlety of it because when you're a kid, you might just be like, "Oh, he's just standing weird, whatever." And you're like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, he's oh. the only one that's standing <laughs> in a waiting room of sitting people, albeit not the people that are in wheelbarrows or pushing said wheelbarrows. or the wheelbarrow waiting line." Yeah. Oh, loneliness and cheeseburgers <laughs> are a horrible mix. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and who else was being pushed? We didn't get Mister Teeny, but we got Frank's monkey pushing Frank into oh, okay. that. Okay, still a monkey playlist. Yeah. Tick. Slight. <laughs> and yeah. I said tick. Wheelbarrow line. Ah, so good. Mm-hmm. But how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel bumps? You feel haggard and just worn out and I frustrated. Felt, yeah, I felt like heart for Lisa. It, definitely. Yeah. I, it's the sympathy heart, yeah. Yeah, it's sympathy heart. I mean, like, there was that heart moment. I feel like there could have been more of a heart mm. moment between Lisa and Bart. But, like, it's good that Bart came up to her yeah. and said, I'm sorry for that. And it felt genuine, too. It did feel genuine. Good, I think, good voiceover performance. Yeah, to that, I think it works because Bart was doing what Bart would do. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel out of character for him, A, to torture a babysitter, and B, to really turn it up because it's his little sister. Yeah. And Homer's exiting line of, now be a man and do everything your little sister tells you. Yeah. Mm. You know, it really drives that home. So it, it makes it, and he, it's more, yeah, delivery in the tone of him being like, yeah, I'm really sorry I, I did all that. I, you know. Yeah. But they knew it was going to be a problem. That's like why they dropped it on them the last second. Mm. Yeah, like poor Lisa's stuck in this situation now. And the more I think about it, I'm just like, but why, if they knew to drop it on him at the last minute, so they knew it was going to be a problem, that he wasn't going to handle it. Yeah. What did they think was going to happen? Yeah. Of him. Yeah, I mean, I kind of forgive it because this episode is a lot of damn fun. But yeah, I feel like there's also a scene where this might have been Lisa's idea. Yeah, yeah. You know, she thinks she can handle it, you know. Yeah, I think uh, maybe in a bit where she says grandpa's coming over or something like that to babysit and she just lies to her parents to show that she can do it because it really does feel kind of unbelievable they would yeah yeah you know what this was all right. that would have made a lot more sense yep. if grandpa was coming over i'm stunned like... on doing this for a classic but better episode yeah. yeah hey we need to put yep. these things through the same filter we get the other ones through yeah nostalgia the rose tinted glasses mm-hmm. um can't always be looking through them Need to look through the other tinted glasses. The, the clear tinted, the plain tinted glasses of yes. reality. As much as it is a funny episode mm. and it is entertaining and it moves through very quickly, like yeah. there were always those little things I felt yeah, like well, were a bit far-fetched. 
Yeah, I think, I think that's why you don't dwell on them because the momentum for it is there. Like yeah. you see Lisa being completely competent in all other aspects everywhere else. Yeah, that's and so, it. And it's not like the other two episodes we watched where Lisa babysitting is one of five moving parts in this episode. Mm. Yeah. This episode is about two things: Homer and Marge going to the Squidport and Lisa babysitting. Like yeah. it's very easy to track and follow, and it doesn't feel like a weird fever dream. Yeah, but I think the reason Marge and Homer drop. Lisa babysitting on Bart is they're dropping it on us as well and we don't have time to think about well that doesn't make sense yeah we've already set up that Marge and Homer are going out this is the thing we're looking forward to and, yeah. And yeah I think that's why in that scene you don't see Maggie either so when they first close the door and she just kind of turns around and Bart's just like mm, yeah. right there's no Maggie because you, otherwise you'd be like oh yeah she's screwed yeah there was that scene at least when Homer and Marge were sitting down and Marge looked kind of concerned mm-hmm and Homo was like, but they're yeah. with Lisa, the responsible one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, even, While doing jello shooters. <laughs> yeah. So much knows in her heart that, like, yeah. it's probably not going to go well. So, yeah, the heart of this episode does sort of, yeah, lie in the frustration, which is a weird thing. It's not something we've mm. really come into, I don't think. Oddly enough, there were times where I felt kind of bad for Bart because, like, as far as his the older brother yeah. is yeah. being asked to be looked after by his younger sister. so it His can... authority has been usurped. Yeah. Usurped, man. Yeah. And that's why I think, yeah, there is this, like, implied scene as well because Lisa's already proved herself with children of various ages, especially Rod and Todd, who, like, by most estimates, are two and four years older than her. Mm. But also, they're Rod and Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Moth, moth, moth. <laughs> that was a bug hum. attack. <laughs> I'd also like when uh, make Lisa tell us a story about robots called Rod and Todd, and the story scares him. <laughs> <laughs> Just because Rod's two space years older than him. <laughs> I don't like this story. <laughs> Rod's as dry as a bone. <laughs> Yeah, those kids are going to get eaten alive in middle school. <laughs> <Just> like that. <laughs> middle school, what about life? Yeah. <laughs> Daddy says dice are wicked. Oh, yeah, we, we just, just move, move one space at a time. It's, it's less, less fun, fun that way. <laughs> so good. Ultimately, though, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yes, it did. Absolutely. It's great. It's, it's such a simple and straightforward story, but yet so many layers mm. and... Depth. That leads to complicated, yeah. wacky hijinks. Exactly. Which... So much of it is done in just either single lines or just delivery of those lines. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah something that the newer Simpsons episodes just, just should learn get. from. Yeah. Take notes, Stephanie. It's Gillis. called subtext. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I know. Would you watch this one again? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to watch it again. We're going to put it in a playlist. What playlist does this one belong in? Springfield Port or Wharf. Ah, the Squid Port. Yeah, so put it with like Monty Burns Casino. That's on the Wharf. Yeah, plenty goes on down at the Squid Port. Like uh, in the grifting episode, that's where Mm -hmm. Bart's doing the majority of his grifts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just classic Lisa episodes, I reckon, as well. Bart and Lisa fighting or whatever. Rod and Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Bug attacks. Yeah. Uh, date night. Oh, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Marge and Homer going on dates. Yeah, babysitter episodes there. Yeah, <laughs> pair this with a babysitter bandit or... Mm-hmm. When Grandpa's looking after them and uh, Bart steals his teeth. Oh, yeah, and uh, the grad student. Yes. You can play this video game for five minutes. <laughs> Men always follow their video cartridges. It's true. Yes. <laughs> BT, what would you change? Oh, man. I think that just that one scene where Lisa says... 
she told Grandpa to come around and we'll be fine for five minutes. He'll be here in a minute. You guys go. And just pushes him out the door trying to prove to her parents that she can do this. Yeah. Maybe before that, have a setup of Homer being like, oh, it's nice you're making money, sweetie, but you're not really a babysitter or something to kind of make her want to prove herself a lot more. Yeah. I guess because I like how Marge is like initially like, oh, Lisa, I don't think eight, uh, people want an eight-year-old looking after their kids. And, and then, then she does it. Yeah. And then it almost feels like Marge's idea. Like... Because, yeah, again, we don't really know how Lisa and Marge got to that. So have a scene where, you know, Homer's meant to call up Grandpa, but he doesn't want to, and then Lisa kind of talks him around to make him sound like she already did. And mm. then he's like, great, there'll be a little bit of a, you know, mix around. Because, like, the episode where, you know, she's like, oh, you know, I want to catch a bus to the museum. Oh, I don't know, honey. Yeah. Well, I could always catch a limo. Oh, that sounds expensive. I'll just take the bus. Yeah. Okay, you do that, sweetie. That's a much smarter <laughs> idea. I love you, yeah. my smart girl. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I know you had your heart set on the limo. <laughs> but sometimes daddies have to say no. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> How about you, Michael? What would you like to change? Just what we were saying about the coffee, the ice cream. Have yeah. Bart, like, sneak it in to Maggie's plate or something to make him even more conniving and mischievous and uh, maybe stretch out the the heart-to-heart moment of Bart realising that Mm. he, you know, has been a piece of shit to his sister. And, um, yeah, like we said, changing how Lisa comes to babysitting Bart. Yeah, what I'd say I'd like to change, uh, I don't know, like, it's not a perfect episode. There are a few bum jokes in here, but I really love the flow of this one. It's Mm. Yeah, other than that scene of... Lisa negotiating how she becomes a babysitter for Bart. I think it only feels necessary because from a plot standpoint that there's a gap there, but is that just going to add too much exposition? Like, So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm fairly satisfied with this one, to be honest. Also, can I mention that despite how old this episode is, the Bob Saget joke is still <laughs> relevant. <laughs> I saw his stand-up pop up the other day on TV and my brother was like, Come quick, you gotta see how fucking shit Bob Saget's stand up is. Yeah. Like he grew up on Full House. So yeah. like to see Bob Saget like swearing and shit is like, whoa, mind blown. And I was watching, I'm like, this is so horrible. Yeah. Like it is the worst stand up I've ever seen. Wow. And yeah. I've seen open mics in the city. <laughs> Honest to God, open mics. Yeah. Have you seen any of Bob Saget's material, BT? I have not. Yeah, I think that's all he's going for is, hey, I used to be Danny, you know, the nice dad on Full House, and now I'm saying his hor- ho- horrible piece of shit things. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's my understanding his whole was that he was that kind of comic beforehand and then had Full House. Yeah. Because I've heard him talk about how much he hated it. It's like, yeah, I'm sure you really hated that gravy boat of a show. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's the same thing with, like, Gilbert Gottfried. He takes his Disney gigs like Iago from Aladdin, but, you know, his stand-up is just filthy, filthy. <laughs> I'm looking forward to someone doing, like, the Twitter expose thing of, oh, my God, this actor who's in a children's c- cartoon said such filthy things back in the day. He's like, yeah, I know! <laughs> it's funny, but... You want to hear my aristocrats joke? <laughs> Can't say that about Tim Allen, though. He was always wholesome. <laughs> with his stand-up oh god tim allen He's, sucks <laughs> but I, do, I really do like the joke in this of um enjoy bob saget no no it's bob seeger oh crap <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they thought they were going to go see one of the great rock and roll mm-hmm. legends and they end up going to see bob saget <laughs> that's like there's another episode when ned flanders thinks he's going to see yeah, a christian uh, a Christian rock, rock concert. Yeah, it's Chris Rock. Yeah. Well, I've never heard a preacher use the MF yeah. word so many times. <laughs> After all of that, he still thought it was a sermon. BT, do you have any other notes? Just as I thought, it's a yard king. 
That's a quality barrow. Yeah, that whole fake out is super great. Oh, this was one of those ruined my brain moments because for so long after watching this episode, I genuinely didn't know which side of the road I was meant to walk on, you know, <laughs> go against. And just for anyone else who might be wondering, walk against traffic. You can see shit coming. Yeah. I got that question in a driver's test once. And I'm like, but I'm taking this test so I don't walk. Yeah. Why is this here? <laughs> it was weird. Uh, there's a really good bit. Uh, when Lisa first gets found out, you can see Marge and Homer dart off screen. Yep. So that, that kind of makes sense why they're around. So they're not having a reaction and then just teleport to the scene. They're actually running off frame. Yep. And, uh, oh, you want me to babysit? Aren't you worried I'm going to take drugs and murder your kids? <laughs> yes, that is a concern, but I have Taekwondo tonight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Another weird thing with that episode. So then Flanders calls Lisa yep. and she does a similar thing. Like, um, don't you know that I almost killed my brother? You did? And then whisper, whisper, whisper. What time can you come over? What is the joke here? Does Flanders want Lisa to accidentally kill Rod and Todd? No, they nah. don't care. You know how hard it is to find a setter? Yeah. Very. That's definitely, yeah. Yeah? That's what yeah. I got. I got that they just, no one they're cares. They're willing to take the risk. Like, they're willing, yeah. <laughs> I just, oh, I feel it's just so weird coming from Flanders. and Also, for Flanders, it's like, he's still got, like, Homer and Marge yeah. next door. So and he knows Lisa. She's literally done this for him before. Yeah. So... I don't know. I still think there's an implication that Flanders like, oh, this might be our ticket out of parenthood. I think you're a disturbed individual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. My last one is uh, it has caffeine in it. Well, that'll make things interesting for you then, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Evil bastard. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so many of those moments like the go to bed, go to bread. I mean, fucking oh, how many times have we quoted <laughs> that throughout the years? And when Bart's like, oh. Oh, go to bed, whatever you say. And Lisa does like that twitch and then that neck turn yeah. and then that her poor eye is just working overtime. Oh my God. Mm. That was great. The yeah. way they animated that. Yeah. I love when, when Lisa's like dragging Bart and he's using non- what did you say it was? Uh, non- non-violent resistance? Yeah, yeah, and she's just like, oh my god, the idea that you'd compare yourself to Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah. Is that who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. He only knows these things when he can use them against people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the other quote, give me the drugs, Lisa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After fucking Lovejoy is just like, she's on drugs! Yep. <laughs> Time for my final notes. So, Reverend Lovejoy mentions that Testament are playing in the basement. Like, I don't know if they intended this, but Testament are an actual band, and they've been mm. around since the 80s. And Really? Yeah. Oh, are they good? Oh, I love them. Like, they're a bit wanky musician-y at times. Ah, uh, okay. Like, their guitarist as well is, like, this pro-jazz metal guy as well. That, like, so, they're Dream Theater. No, no. <laughs> like, they're straight ahead, oh, like... I love Dream Theater. <laughs> <laughs> I have my moments there. They're, they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I was actually listening to Metropolis again uh, the one. other day. Fucking where was it? Yeah, Testament. They sort of play straight ahead ish thrash metal, but they do like use a lot of complicated rhythms and stuff, but mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like Dream Theater where Oh, I see what you did there. Very <laughs> clever. <laughs> yeah, Testament are a good amount of fun. I don't know if this was part of the joke or not, mm-hmm. but Or if they just bumped into a name. Yeah. Oh, we had a little bit of Ralph in this episode, so I am going to break into my James L. Ralph. Yep. I dress myself. <laughs> Should I take two? Hold take up. it again. You have to be more proud. I dress myself. Yeah, you just take two. <laughs> Marge, to go out to the Squidport, is like wearing that Chanel dress. Mm. Not the first one, the one that she sewed a million times, but like the second uh, one. Yeah. 
Yeah, she said mm. she was meant to take that back for store credit. Yeah, but why take it back for store credit? Yeah. If you could just keep the dress. Yeah, well, good to see she's getting some use out of it and not, you know, re-stitching it every time. Or getting some bullshit from Project Runway. Yeah. Oh, oof. <laughs> I like that the intro to Homer driving along the pedestrian part is intro just with a close-up of the wheel and the witch's hat stuck into it. <laughs> it's just a good, wait, what's happening in this scene at yeah, the moment? You already know something's gone wrong. On the Squidport is Planet Hype, an obvious parallel of Planet Hollywood, mm-hmm. which, I don't know, have either of you ever been to one of those? Like, the one in Sydney when it first opened, yeah. They actually had it in Australia? Yeah. yeah they don't, it's, it's now, not anymore. It's now Starbar, but, um, or uh, it, that's it might, right. it might have changed again, I can't even remember. But no, it was Planet Hollywood for about two weeks before everyone didn't go. When yeah. was this? Oh, fuck. No, it would have been like 90s. 12, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. It must have been pretty bad. It was just overhyped. It's like, here's a bunch of stuff none of the other Planet Hollywoods wanted that we got. So if you want to see the Kane from Citizen Kane, yeah. here's an overpriced burger. Delicious. Yeah. See, I think like Hard Rock Cafe works in Australia because like the Hard Rock chain have also got their own like mass inventory of mm-hmm. collectibles from musicians. But also the Australian ones can have their own spin with Australian collectibles. You know, we've yeah. got a very big thriving music scene. But we don't have the same for movies. Yeah. So one of the reasons I don't think Planet Hollywood worked here especially was because we don't have enough of Australian cinema culture. Yeah. And yeah, I, I love that. The play on the, oh, look at that. They've got half a Cadillac in the building makes it look like car crashed into it. Help me. <laughs> Classic Mormon and, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't die in this one. Good for him. He will. <laughs> I love Mo's plan to capitalize on <laughs> the new businesses at the Squidport, yep. but I put to you, Yep. Surely all the lumber that took to make that path <laughs> could have actually been used to make a new Moe's location. You gotta spend money to make money. Mm. <laughs> Apparently so. Oh, I had another Jordan's anal corner. Another Jordan's hill, Hold on. Yeah, there's no way Bart fell down the stairs for that long. Their staircase yeah. is not that long. <laughs> yeah, only when people fall down it is it longer than it needs to be. Yep. And my other anal corner. Other anal corner! Dr. Hibbert diagnoses it as a dislocated shoulder. Surely if his elbow yeah. is wrong way, that's a dislocated elbow. It's true. Maybe Dr. Hibbert secretly sucks. He's the real Dr. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> no, Dr. Nick is as good as Dr. Hibbert because Dr. Hibbert's actually worse than... Uh... There we go. Fucking solved it. <laughs> and again with the jello shooters. This is a, uh, a food that I conceptually like. I mean, <laughs> booze and jelly. How could yeah. you go wrong? Mm. But they're actually fucked. They yep. are so hard to get out yep, of yep. the shooter cup. Yep. And you end up making all those sounds that Homer made. <laughs> That's all my notes. It is time to rank this thing. BT, your turn to kick it off. I feel like I'm going to go with a gold. Because I was sitting in the gold silver. I feel like it's a gold plot with some silver gold jokes. I'm going to average out to a gold. Because it is such a great Lisa story. You feel so much for the characters. It's a very big character one. I just don't feel it's essential. So it's not going out to the cubic. But I feel gold is fair. Yep. Michael? Hmm... Yeah, I was kind of sitting on it for a while because like, am I gold? Am I silver? Where is my heart on this one? I do love this episode, but there's a lot of other episodes from the classics that I've ranked gold that I'm like, nah. Like, they just do things better. Mm. Just goes to show how, like, high my standards are. No, because like I said, I kind of struggled with this one as well, but ultimately I was like, I think any sheen that's lost from this one is just for the fact I've seen it multiple times. Yeah. Um, which is not the fault of the episode. But yeah, no, it's it's a tough call. But holy shit, that opening is like the best. One of yeah. the best openings. Mm. 
Well, yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm going cubic on this one. I thought you guys would have been sitting on that fence, but no, interesting, it was on the gold-silver fence. No, I'm calling this one essential, I think, because especially in season eight and nine, this sort of where we definitely start getting a lot more wacky stories. Mm-hmm. And this is a nice down-to-home story, yeah. especially for The Simpsons, and I think it's just so fluid and its beauty, like criticisms of coffee ice cream and lima beans aside (laughs) i just have so much fun with this one and like i get it might be a hard watch because it is so frustrating and bart is such a dick but But it it worked well for that yeah 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 you feel in this one exactly so yeah um discourse discourse yeah another triple ranking that just averages out to be a goal so i was right (laughs) Ah, <laughs> uh, BT was right this time. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've had this happen a few times, actually, mm-hmm. with The Front. Oh, that was an episode we reviewed together, the one with Grandpa's Itchy and Scratchy cartoon. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also happened with Bart's Girlfriend, the Jessica Lovejoy episode. I was cubic on that, and I stand by that. Yeah, I think I was a gold, yeah. And yeah, just some other quick-fire golds. We had Bart Star, where Bart gets into playing football. Burns, Baby Burns, where we meet Rodney Dangerfield, a.k.a. Mr. Burns' son. Mm-hmm. What else? I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah, he's fucking annoying. Oh. <laughs> you don't like, you like him. <laughs> I give him a lot of respect. <laughs> 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 Got it. Also be joining Deep Space Homer, which we mentioned mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Bart the Lover, where Bart pretends to be Woodrow and... <laughs> Definitely hates yo-yos. <laughs> All right, guys, it's about time to get out of here. But before we go, we like to just quickly talk about some stuff that we're into that's outside of The Simpsons. Books, podcasts, movie, TV, video games, carpet. Soda cans. <laughs> have you seen a shag pile? That's pretty fun. <laughs> How about you, VT? What have you been into this week? Well, I work retail, so I've been working a lot. And it's December and it's awful. How's Christmas music going for you? It's in, It's maddening. I've <laughs> lost all of my mind. Oh, I wanted to share this around, but I sort of found it too late, which, Mm. sorry to derail, but Mm. there was this game floating around on Twitter that said, okay, the rules are, it starts on December 1st, when you hear, last Christmas I gave you my heart by wham, you lose. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, so two days later. Yeah. (laughs) So no one wins. Yeah, (laughs) so covers don't count, remixes don't count, but yeah. But it's a really good song, so secretly everyone wins. (laughs) Um, No, so I've not had a lot of time for that, but you know what I have had time for? Hollow Knight. It's super good still. Uh, Also, we've got New Year's coming up, so uh, if you haven't made a New Year's resolution or don't know what to make, I made one one year, which was to pat more dogs. Really, really good. So, uh, dogs, that's my recommendation. Uh, Go out and just, if you see one on the street, just let it sniff the back of your hand and say hello and then give it a little pat. You'll feel better. It's a good Hmm. day. Pat more dogs. Nice. Mm. Wholesome recommendations. <laughs> How about you, Michael? What have you been into lately? Uh, well, unfortunately, I haven't pet any dogs recently. <laughs> Do it, but man, it's good. <laughs> I will now, now that you've recommended it, definitely. Okay, so Oz Culture Podcast has been talking about the Game of the Year Awards mm-hmm. for 2018, what we liked, what we didn't like, yep. what our picks were for Game of the Year and best movies of 2018. I've been playing a shit ton of Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that game. It's always fun beating the shit out of Yoshi. Wow. <laughs> 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 I'm surprised his, how deep our Yoshi soundboard his quotes is. Quotes are great. <laughs> yeah, I want to put that up like a plaque now. Hupring pa, Yoshi. <laughs> right above here, link. <laughs> it's gonna be the full quote. Hut. 
Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, I was trying to think, what's Captain Falcon's quote? Show Falcon me your moves! Oh, uh, yeah. Falcon punch! <laughs> I actually showed James the other day that uh, <laughs> meme that you made. Which <laughs> Okay, Beach made this meme and sent it to me one day, and I was, like, dying for 20 minutes. Hey. <laughs> Captain Falcon's body with Mark Maron's head, and it says... <laughs> Show me your guys! <laughs> so niche and it's fucking awesome I know. well done thank you beach i'm surprised you actually didn't pick the one that i'm gonna be talking about i know you were gonna talk about it oh thanks man <laughs> yeah, Plus, yeah. i wanted to talk about dogs <laughs> <laughs> and encourage all our listeners out there to pat yeah, more dogs seriously, it was the best news resolution i've ever made it's yeah. nice and fun well fans of the index you'll know because of my facebook post yeah we had some power issues over the weekend so spontaneously you know i mean i love movies and everything but i don't consider myself a movie guy i don't go a lot so yeah we had a blackout no idea of when it was going to come back so i thought fuck it i'm going to the movies there was three things playing mortal engines which you know from the director of lord of the rings i was out already <laughs> a post-apocalyptic world fuck you no here we're gonna over explain it in the trailer <laughs> and my other option was creed 2 i haven't even seen rocky <laughs> like so, really yeah I wasn't going to see the, what is it, eighth sequel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let I'm me a- give you a quick recap. Adrian! Yeah, let me give you a recap. The main <laughs> character wins. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, I'm Italian, so as soon as I came out, I, <laughs> I had already seen the first four sequels to Rocky. <laughs> wow. That was once. fast. <laughs> so, yeah, and the other choice was Overlord, and fucking that was amazing it is such a good time like it's a fun schlocky gory movie set in world war ii times and without spoiling too much because i didn't know there was going to be supernatural elements in it Mm -hmm. and then when there was like i became like so much more excited i was like oh this war movie's actually kind of getting me and then i was like it's about to get ridiculous awesome (laughs) it looks like wolfenstein if it was a movie yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's probably yeah. the closest to a Wolfenstein movie we've we've got, so yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I saw the trailers. Oh mm. my god, because you then saw it like the next day or whatever, yeah. and then you texted me and said, oh, I love it when movies have a final boss. Yep. I think I've just realised, yeah, I love Overlord because it's actually a really good video game. Sure, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I would play that. Oh, be, I don't know, I feel like there'd be a lot of stealth sections between the uh, action. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But when, the, when the action kicked in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I will say, I have a weird both praise and criticism that the sound design of the guns are so huge Mm. that every gunshot is like, boom! It's it's almost a little bit too much. I took that as like like super clanky old school rifles and stuff. Yeah, but even then it's just maybe a bit too much. Maybe they'll make a game about Overlord. It'll be called Wolfenstein the movie, the game. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like they did with Street Fighter. Yeah, and it was terrible. (laughs) But it's a weird title for the movie as well, but I don't know what else you'd call it. You know, uh, World War II zombie espionage or something. I don't know. I don't know, the serum. Or... <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The secret of the ooze. <laughs> <laughs> Starring the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining me for the Simpsons Index. Michael, thank you for joining us tonight. And yeah, where can people find you online? At the Oz Culture Podcast, if you enjoyed listening to my voice on the show. Uh, you can find our Facebook page, Twitter page, and we're on iTunes. Is it iTunes or Apple Podcasts? Whatever the fuck it's called. Mm. And BT, where can people find you online? In, in this room, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to plug your Instagram? No. <laughs> <laughs> you should have, like, an Instagram of you patting dogs. That does sound fun, actually. <laughs> Might have to do that. Hashtag dogs I meet. Yep. Pat a new dog every day. <laughs> I have to work on my holding a phone with one hand and patting a dog with the other. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. First world problems. <laughs> ah, yeah. I'm, I'm just shit with camera phones. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been your host, Elliot Jerneal. That's all the mustard in the house. Get me photos of Spider-Man. Freeze fruit. Photos of mustard. <laughs> On Spider-Man. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. So yeah, instead of this episode that you have produced Simpsons, take my fluffy shit, please, <laughs> and turn that into an episode. Ding, ding, bing, It's not what we were singing. God damn, it was original jam. I know. I'm remixing. <laughs> Actually, I was doing right in a cage. Smashing <laughs> pumpkins. <laughs> Al Kylie. She is ours. Al Kylie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Al Kylie. Australia. Uh, Australia. I just can't get you out of my head, mate. <laughs> You're fucking all I think about, eh? You're fucking <laughs> sweet, mate. And shit. <laughs> First released in March of 90... What's the year before the 2000s? 19... I know. Nine. Seems so long ago. Have you seen Into the Spider-Verse yet? No. No? I was, I was actually... I was meant to watch it tonight. Oh, really? But then you called me and I was like, oops, fuck it. I'll drop everything. <laughs> oh, thanks, and man. Run to the Simpsons Index. Yes. <laughs> when the index calls. Thank you, man. Yes. It was like that beam of light. <laughs> Batman, instead of the Batman symbols, the Simpsons Index. Yeah. Yep. With great podcast comes great responsibility. Yes. <laughs> the spreadsheet signal. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft Excel. <laughs> <laughs>